Sleep well? Not as well as you. In case you forgot, Preacher, I saved your life last night. No. I think you just stretched it out a bit. I might have even gone to heaven if you'd let me die. Sorry. Bladder full of hot air. Yeah. This is Film Sack. Sure. Hello and welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, episode 560 for the weekend of July 16th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson and I'm joined today by Brian. I said whores next door, Dunaway. Next door, you whore. Oh, hi. Hi. This week on Film Sack, we saddle up and mosey on back to the 1990s for a showdown with the rootinest, tootinest, evil, deadinest, oops, I forgot to wear panties, crotch shot in the neck, quick and the no daddy issues here, <laughs> gunslingingest contest ever committed to film. Anywho, tell me if you heard this one. A preacher, a whore, and a kid walk into a bar and the whore asks the bartender, can I get, get a drink? And the bartender says, whore is next door. <laughs> <laughs> Two days later... Two days later, nobody has a dad, and the whole town is blowed up. Nobody has a place to live, but hey, at least no taxes, right? Oh, also the kid is dead, and the preacher is now the new marshal of, well, dirt. You know, in case you need the closure. Randy, I don't think Keith David is going to make it. Old news. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Keith David with a hole in his head, baby. All right, nicely done. Uh, Also with us, Randy. Hey, the guy from Saw Movies drug his wagon wheel all the way to town jordan aloha scott <laughs> brian brian randy now listen up you pathetic residents of this town in the middle of the desert that makes no sense whatsoever i paid for you to be here and i'll publicly humiliate you anytime i want because i'm the rich guy after this i'm gonna purchase twitter what's this you say no, no i heard i heard someone ask what's this just now someone's asked it and i'm gonna answer it this is a dueling contest that also makes no sense whatsoever, but it's going to happen because I want it to, and I get whatever I want. So stop trying to make it make sense and listen. Everyone who lives here is required to purchase a copy of my new book, How to Win Gunfight. And you too will win gunfight as long as you follow my three easy rules. Number one, put like dozens of people behind your opponent. I like, mm-hmm. especially early in the tournament, before someone in editing starts asking questions about how people wouldn't want to stand directly behind a person who's getting shot at. Yeah, okay. In reality, people wouldn't want, even want to be exposed in the street, like for this. But they're, they're, they don't go on vacation that week to avoid straight bullets. But never mind that. Number two, be white. Actually, okay. Actually, I should rewrite this one. Hold on. It should be number two. Don't be black or or, or Aboriginal. Also. Don't have bad teeth. If you have bad teeth and you're the only black guy in the world or the only Native American in the world, you can't possibly win. But thanks for playing. Number three, (laughs) when you get shot, 
use plot armor to make sure you only get shot in the arm or maybe have the bullet graze the skin of your neck as mm. everyone, everyone who's ever been shot in the skin on the outside of their neck will tell you that ain't nothing. It's nothing. It's just neck skin. It's a, it's mm. a neck skin wound. Neck Ouch. skin wound. Uh-huh. Ouch. That's right. Makes it so your throat's it a little scratchy. Stings. Yeah, yeah. Stings mm-hmm. like a mother. Well, you wait, take, till you, wait till you shave. Woo. Look, Ooh. you take on Jack from Titanic here. You're, you're asking for it. All right. With this finally, Brian, how come they done killed Lieutenant Dan Ibbett? Oh, too soon. Hey, we're looking at a great day today for some gunfighting action. Hello and welcome to Old West Highlander Hunger Games, where there can be only one winner. (laughs) I'm your host, Michael Van Plotz, and over the next several hours, we're going to be telecasting all 47 matches here for you today. Let's take a moment before our first match to let you know all the gunfighting excitement you'll be seeing on today's show. First up, we've got The Kid versus The Swedish Meatball. After that, it's Senor Sombrero versus Spotted Horse in what's shaping up to be the stereotype fight of the decade. Then we've got Ace Hanlon versus Major Foy, or I'm sorry, Mayor Foy, typo, in a battle that'll be sure to make you dance. Dance, monkey, dance! After that, it'll be some of our undercard fights, Preoccupied Millennial versus Starbucks Barista, Karen versus Shift Manager at the Courtyard by Marriott, and Leroy Lego Bricks versus Barefoot Jenkins. <laughs> then we've got another title match, Ellen versus Dog Kelly. I don't know about you, but I think I saw that guy somewhere before. <laughs> Then we've got smelly pedophile fighting Sergeant Cantrell. <laughs> but the sergeant's too good for this fight. He needs to be here like he needs a hole in the head. Oh, no, Keith David. No, Keith David. Oh, poor Keith David. Oh, oh. well, well done. At everybody. least he didn't die first. No, no, that no, he didn't been. die first. That's true, yeah. <clears throat> I forgot how early Lance Hendrickson's uh, Ace Hanlon, my favorite character, mm. died. It was too early. Um, mm-hmm. Too I, early. I love that character. I, He's my example of this movie starts out so bad. Like the movie. Boo, like the disagree, first, boo, the but go season, ahead. <laughs> he's, he's the best example of that. Like the movie really has a hard time getting going, mm. you know? Mm. And like, they're, they're like sitting in a bar and you're, you're supposed to be seeing Ellen over and over. You're seeing her like brood. She's like mm-hmm. brooding constantly. Mm-hmm. And he just walks in and starts talking about himself. And I'm just like, what is this movie doing? <laughs> like being really like, awesome, being the best Sam Raimi <laughs> film he ever made. That's what it's being doing. Look, it's oh, a battle. Wow. It's a battle royale, and this is how they always do those. They walk in, or the the contestants, you know, sort of slowly. You get to kind of know who who's who and yeah. who's what, and oh, but not slowly. That's the thing. He's just like burst in, and it's like check out my playing cards, lady. And I'm like, whoa, movie, because wow. like if if these people were you know introduced like in a natural way. They would have mm-hmm. been so much more like because later Lance Hendrickson, his character is like coming very naturally, like walking out into the street like you do, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like the the camera pans in like real hard onto his face. And sure. It's like really entertaining. Sure. It's just the very beginning. The very you got, beginning. You got to remember with him, the 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 thinking is, <coughs> excuse me, they hired they, the idea is that they hired him or at least this is what Gene Hackman's the theory town. is, is that the town hired him to get him because he's the best shootingest dude or whatever, but he was wrong. Turned out to be a, a, a lame The guy they really hired was, was uh, uh, Clay uh, uh, Clayington. What's his name? Oh, shit. 
Colonel Clayton, <laughs> Colonel, Colonel, whatever they <laughs> called him, Cantrell, Cantrell, yeah, Sergeant Cantrell. Oh. He was the That's guy it. that was the hired murderer. So there's like a little bit of that going on where you need your flashy, overly confident, cocky a hole to come out mm-hmm. flashing his his aces and, and wearing his leather and what all an that. Interesting actor to pick for that too. Oh well, no, I agree. Flashiest human in the universe yeah lance yeah. hendrickson yes i, I love lance Hen- hendrickson oh, so much Hendrick- and oh he yep. embodied that character like that was a fantastic like yeah. p- positioning of lance hendrickson yeah uh, like the first thing you hear of keith david is him trying desperately to speak spanish in a way that doesn't sound ridiculous and i was just like oh no but then again like i say that's just the beginning uh, all the beginnings were difficult but once you got used to with a movie right yeah it's like i thought keith david was really cool you know yeah they're all cool I, I, <laughs> they're all cool, but it, it's certainly that opening scene in the uh, in the bar where they're pick, they're getting on the board. It really felt like I was watching the um, choose your character uh, part from a fighting game. Like, <laughs> right. it's, yeah. it's, oh, let's see. I everybody could be, had a theme, right? Yeah. Everybody had a theme. Oh, I could be spotted horse, or I could be the Swedish guy. So, oh, so you'll the- never beat me, and then I could be. Uh, yeah. Isn't that isn't that that whole time passage thing where it's like oh but you've played those games since this movie was made right so yeah like the beginning of Borderlands two for instance where you meet the characters right it's like oh this movie came before that by twenty years you got to mm-hmm. give the movie credit right for yeah I don't know I mean I, I don't this movie you know in some ways is just it, this is Sam Raimi's The Quick and the Dead by the way people at home we watched The Quick oh, and the Dead have we not said that yet oh. no we have not but it's yeah, uh, a little too came, quick. came out in 95 and and he was making he was making a movie based on a bunch of westerns he'd loved so it, there, a lot of these tropes are old um but the idea of saying hey what if the entire premise was we're having a contest like let's go that's that's kind of mm-hmm. new in a weird way, like if for a Western anyway, like most of the time oh, we got a lot uh, of exposition. It wasn't and, that in any of the old uh, Sergio I, Leone. Yeah, I felt like it, it actually felt like it was really well trodden territory. That's that was like one of the things that I watched the Siskel and Ebert review from yeah. 95 and both, you know, they both panned the movie and both of them were like, we feel like we've seen this before. And then, of course, the movie itself shows you the duel out in the street over and over and over and over. So they're like, not only have we seen it before, but then the movie makes us watch it, <laughs> you know, repetitively. It. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Like, but they're, so but they're wrong. If they pan the movie, they're yeah, wrong. They're uh, wrong. Rest they're, their souls. Yeah, I think they're wrong too because I think they were, I think they arrived thinking they're getting a Western. No, they're getting a daddy issue movie. And yeah. that's totally different. A revenge, a revenge film. Yeah. It did. Okay. Let's talk about the, the battle royale, the reason for the battle royale. And, and that is, what is the reason for the battle royale? <laughs> the movie like, why does Gene Hackman want, what's, it, what's in it for so him? So there's two, there's this? two motivations. And he even says one of them. And the movie says, that the reason he does this thing and has this contest isn't because he cares about a contest. He does it because he wants to see whose enemies are out in front and in the light and then uh, shoot them before they shoot him in the back. Like he kind of, he kind of went over that and said, that's my main motivation. But I think the other motivation, he's just a sadistic prick and he just wants to okay. see everybody suffer. Even, but, but even he had his crazy dad. I mean, this is a yeah. character study. I mean, it's just like each one of these characters. It's like, uh, let's really break down their problems. I mean, it's, it's really about that. Well, and, yeah. and Gene Good Hackman, man. Gene Hackman is the best acting in the movie, and I would say Sharon Stone is number mm, two. Like they're, they're they're both like there there are there's some really bad acting in this movie, but this is mm-hmm. fantastic acting by Gene Hackman. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it is just straight the character out of Unforgiven. 
Like it's just, yeah, he's just sort of. he just rolls is, from is one any, movie into the other. Is anybody that. is anybody truly evil? It's totally unfor you know it's unforgiven. Absolutely, I, it's like, I get that. Really I get bad? that. I get that, that. There's a lot of surface stuff there, but I'm I'm going to disagree. I don't think it's very much like that character. That character was, uh, yeah, evil in his own way. Uh, he was a sheriff. He was about to retire. Uh, then money came into the scene. Uh, not money, money. Whatever was his name? Whatever money. Yeah, Clint Eastwood was it money. Yeah, that's right. He comes into the scene and kind of money. messes with his with his plans. But I think that was a deeper. Like I, I'll admit, this is arcade filmmaking. This movie, mm -hmm. The Quick oh, and the Dead, by design. Well, yeah, by design. Yeah, it's not an accident. This is what they wanted to make, right. and I and I appreciate it for that. But um, whereas this is an arcade game. Uh, Unforgiven is like a deep RPG that you expect to spend yeah, 300 hours sure. on. Like, That's a good, really good comparison. Yeah. Now, that doesn't yeah. diminish like Gene Hackman's acting. Like that dude. Not at all. It, this made me want to go on a spree. I'm going to call myself a hacker and I want to watch all Hackman movies <laughs> until I'm done. <laughs> I, I want to I ask you do you think you could ever stand to sack Wyatt Earp? Uh, it's oh, yeah. over three hours long. Yeah. I, I could do I could do that. That's the Costner one, right? I think yeah, yeah. I could totally do that. I'm, but I'm but also look, I I realize everybody we all know this probably, but I come to these things with a bit of a bias. I love westerns. I like them cheesy, I like them spaghetti, I like them not, I like them serious, I like them all over the place for it. Like whatever it is, if it's a western, you kind of have me at at the first letter W. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you so, want to watch a woo, woo. So as a result, I, I feel like I would never turn you down on anything, no matter how long it was. But but that's a beast, you know. Like Wyatt Earp's a monster. It's a huge movie, it and it's probably way too. Big. I I, mean, I had like preview tickets. Somehow ended up with preview tickets to a to the pre, um, fully finished edited version of the film. Um, cool. and it was, it was, well, cause you had a lot of things where well. I wouldn't say it was that cool. Cause I, it made me not want to see the actual release of the film. And the version I saw had like scene to come, like, you know, scene to be added here or, um, uh, we're going to add special effects here or need to process this or reshoot this or add audio. Mm. It was, uh, it was like watching somebody's home movie that was interspersed with like like a quality movie but it oh, was like weird. so much oh man what are we watching here yeah it's a and real the, and the bummer of that is that it made me not want to watch wider the, the real actual released version maybe maybe we should uh we should look for a movie like the hunting party where it's you know younger gene hackman like mm. still the same character like he in, in hunting party he's a rich guy who treats everybody badly yeah but like like <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like maybe, maybe get away from. Yeah, from he the did a bunch stuff. of cool crime stuff too. You know, I've never done uh, yeah. Chinatown. I don't think I've seen China. No, I've seen Chinatown, oh, but it was so long ago. Is Heckman in there? I think it's, uh, uh, Nicholson is Chinatown. What am I thinking of? You're right. Uh, uh, the French Lieutenant. French or, Connection um, is what I'm thinking. French. Of. I'm sorry, French Connection. Yeah, I've seen the French, French Connection. The French Lieutenant's Connection. <laughs> <laughs> Bad Lieutenant Frenchman is what it's called. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, like yeah, I just want to just soak him up and we've done yeah. you know a few I, I by my count were like four movies with hackman um mm. one being enemy of the state this one did oh, we yeah. do did we do um uh, crimson tide i don't know if we have yet we need to uh, if we haven't yeah. Gosh, i can't it. remember if we have or not. we've done some of the in the series right but i don't know if we've done that Let's, one uh, mm. blow up or blow out i know one of them is hackman the other one is travolta do uh and the one with hackman is supposed to be really really good blow oh up. um 
the 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 culling of maybe I'm thinking the conversation which was redone as oh maybe oh yeah 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 that's what it is because he's he's listening on a thing yeah he's tapping wires and then they redid it with uh with what's his face with um Travolta Travolta as uh, blow up yeah it was easier with him because I could keep his whole radio inside of his chin hole so it was not it was a a good deal. But anyway, so I, yeah, bad I really, one. I just want to I want to underline this because it's part of our process. I think as viewers, we uh, we can key on an actor and then go looking for other things, right? Yeah. For film sack specifically, we can key on an actor and then do something like, oh, I'm going to go search this actor on Rotten Tomatoes and sort by critic score right. and see what's like in the middle mm-hmm. or maybe down mm-hmm. the ways. Like right. sometimes, like you, you do this with Gene Hackman, and at the bottom of the critic score for Gene Hackman is like Superman four. Right. Yeah. 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 But, uh, there's some Jeez. interesting things in there and we have, we saw him in the replacements. Mm-hmm. Uh, the replacements yeah. is one of those examples of the critic score way lower than the audience score, which yeah. is always kind of a, a sweet spot for film sack, not necessarily for us as viewers, but, um, yeah. So Wyatt Earp is even lower. Wyatt Earp is 32% on wow. rotten tomatoes for the critics. And, uh, this one was, um, I, I, I've forgotten now, but it's it was in the mid fifties mm. for critics is is my we, recollection. We did see Poseidon Adventure, right? I didn't imagine that. Uh, I've never seen that. No, I don't oh. think we've done. We did that. Okay, I'm uh, done guessing. Yeah, we have. I know. We need, we need to see that another good uh, Hackman. We've we also got to the right boiler room. Yeah, for for, <laughs> right. for some closure as well. We haven't done Crimson Tide. That's a crime. I don't know okay, why we haven't yeah, done we that. Yeah, we need to. That's another. It's a Crimson crime. It's a Crimson crime. A crime now, now you're way up at the top of his list again. Like, uh, you know, we mentioned Unforgiven. Yeah. Uh, 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 Crimson Tide is 88% on Rotten Tomatoes and deservedly. Uh, there's some, some really interesting movies way up there. I like, forgot that he was in Young Frankenstein as like yeah, the, yeah, I was the, just going to say that. The equivalent to the little girl that Fra- Frankenstein meets in the original. He's the blind man that, that burns him with soup. Oh, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Such a fantastic. I completely forgot about that. Whole scene is so good. That's really good. But like, you know, the Royal Tannenbaums. The only bad movie I think he was ever in was Welcome to Mooseport, which also was his last movie. Um, And then he retired. He's 94. And I saw a picture of him the other day. It barely recognizable. Yeah, it barely yeah. looks like he's alive. He, uh, he was the voice. He was the voice of God in uh, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John's Two of a Kind, where they tried to uh, recapture the magic of Greece with a like a body switching movie or something. Wow. Put that that one. Be- I think that one belongs on the list, doesn't wow. it? That's nice. <laughs> sure. Add it, it to there. the list. Let's get it in there. Um, Travolta's a bank robber. Olivia Newton-John's a bank teller. They. Uh, Oh God! Yeah, we need to put this. I on just the list. unapologetically I love that guy, and I would watch him in anything. Yeah. And it turns out one of my favorite things he ever did is this scene chewing thing called the Quick and the Dead, yeah. and um, I love him in it. Now, this is also notable because this is Russell Crowe's first American film. No one even had heard of him, according to the trivia. So this is nuts. This is such Sharon Stone heavy trivia that I'm going to play the scrutiny uh, thing. Okay, because listen to this. All right, hold on. Where is it? Scrutiny. All right, here you go. Uh, Sharon Stone was so insistent. That, okay, we'll, we'll do this bit. Okay, here's this bit. Sharon Stone handpicked Russell Crowe to be in the film. The studio was initially unsure about this choice because Crowe was a complete unknown in American audiences. So she's like, look at her going, yeah, I'm going to, we mm-hmm. want this guy in. And then it says Sharon Stone is so insistent that Leonardo DiCaprio appear yeah. in the film that she paid his salary personally. 
Did she really? Oh, nice. That seems crazy, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I like it. So I like Sharon Stone taking uh, taking the lead on this thing because she does such a fantastic job. No, she's great, this, dude. Just, Freaking love her in this. There's a whole I'm, sex I'm, scene I'm we didn't you, get, Scott. by the way. But anyway, go ahead. I'm, I'm with you. It's hard to believe <laughs> that Sharon Stone was at the peak of her power at this point. Yeah. Because like she hadn't yet made Casino. That was really where she same year, right? Up, you know, I think. I Same. think it was the following year. Oh, okay. So that was 95. Um, but like that. she, she just wasn't a, uh, you, you know, uh, all of your teenage boy memories of basic instinct aside, she was not the most famous person in Hollywood just yet. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't, I don't know. I, the, yeah. The trivia is saying that she basically <laughs> gets credit for all the good things in the movies. Uh. Yeah. She even says, even says here, Sharon Stone named Russell Crowe as her favorite on-screen kisser ever. She didn't Aww. feel the same way about Leonardo DiCaprio saying, quote, it wasn't or it was about as sexy as kissing my arm. Oh, <laughs> he's like, oh, I don't know how old he is here, but he looks like he's 12. So it's excellent. Yeah, the he's, kid. He's 20 something. She but. shouldn't be. She should not have been aroused by an experienced Leonardo DiCaprio at that point. She mm. should not have been going. Oh, yeah, that was. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And this is no. a year before. No, sorry. Two years before he would hit it huge with uh, Titanic. So it's just a really interesting position. We're five years away from Gladiator. We're, you know, um, at least a couple of years before Russell Crowe would appear in that. What was that weird um, futuristic movie with Denzel Washington we saw? Uh, That was weird. Um, You're going too fast for me. Remember we saw the reverse cheeseburger. Remember that episode? (laughs) (laughs) I remember saying that. I'm trying to remember what the movie was when we saw the reverse cheeseburger. It was something like, uh, well, whatever. it was all virtual and like Russell Crowe was a serial killer running around in the virtual oh, world. And right. Oh, what was that? Yes. I can't remember the name of the damn thing. It wasn't good. It was a bad movie anyway. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's nothing at this point. He's just an Australian hayseed with a couple of Australian movies under his belt and, and nothing else. So in, in a lot of ways, these are like launching platforms he's, for these he's two. He's kind of the most replaceable character in the movie. Disagree. Like have... Hard disagree. Go ahead. Tell me why. Explain why. Why do you think so? Why do you think um, so? Because, because virtuosity, his, by the way, is virtuosity. Virtuosity. Is shit. Yeah. Things garbage. Uh, right, like his ahead. role is his role is wear a frock and then look stern and then be, you know, quite like reach for a glass of water over and over. You know what I mean? Like his role is this, <laughs> this thing that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying it's uninteresting. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like anyone could have played that. It, this is not like a career launching role. You're right. It could have been a, but you know, any greasy, dirty looking cowboy type guy, yeah. handsome, you know, rugged tan. He guy actually, oh, yeah, glad you had that handsome. He has to be able to play the, the, um, in, internal battle of, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm a preacher now and I gave up this whole life, but I, I can't can't take a life but if i don't i'm dead myself and and you know so, well and you don't even know if that's true like that could all just be a bunch of lies that he's been spinning you know and you, you don't well, really know yeah. it's true that's okay. true so, we don't so know you're right rainer shines couldn't play this part is that what you're saying or are you saying he could <laughs> he could play this part rainer Sh- ratsy ratsy who the hell is that ratsy. Ratsy. Rainer rainer Shines, rainer the one that block not got his nose beat up twice and then crushed oh, uh, that guy crushed russell oh, pro's hands guy. yeah uh, oh that guy's we, awesome and everything was, yeah Rainer shines amazing. I love that a movie like this necessarily has to have like half a dozen guys what? that are named and shown only just to be killed. They're like the they're like the th- the guys who throw 
Hero in pro wrestling, you know, they come out and they just get stomped. I love that about this movie. Is his real name Rain or Shine? Because if that is the case, that is fantastic. And he's been in every freaking thing, man. Oh my God, he was in My Cousin Vinny, Ace Venture, Pet Detective, The Rookie. He was, his birth name was Rainer Johnson. And that's, you know, that's funny. I would say, yeah, you're born with the name Johnson. Quick, change that. He's he's still with us. Yeah, he's he's still with us. (laughs) Rain or Shine, he's still here. Um, yeah, he's, <laughs> still working, just, rain or shine. Yeah. Right, right, still doing it. Well, he hasn't but, uh, worked. He yeah. hasn't done anything since 2013, but still, look at, uh, you know, still kicking it. That guy's might awesome. Be the best? Uh, do we have a contender for a best IMDb photo? Because I'm, I might be that's submitting. That's just his face. That, how can you say that? That's yeah. just his face. Don't know, that, no, I, I agree. I, yeah, I always like looking at Mark Boone Jr., who played Scars. Yeah, he's who always was a t- total yeah. douche. He's got a great big, oh yeah, stupid looking photo. But um, but yeah, I think Rain or Shines probably takes it. Who else I was weird shocked here? at the uh, small amount of Gary Sinise we got in this. I yeah. mean, it was like a shot in the head. It, it was, was like bad. A, it was a favor. Uh, yeah. According to everything right. I could find, is it was just like him and Ramey were friends, and he was right. like, "We do this just one bit," because he was busy. He had stuff going on. He just did. yeah. This was after Forrest Gump. Yeah, this year is the after. Next thing he did. Yeah, very next year. So. It's it's weird to look at he all that. He was trying to right get that timeline. Lieutenant Dan off of him. <laughs> look, I have legs. Look, they're I have legs, people. <laughs> they're on this poorly uh, poorly put together chair. That, uh... <laughs> but I don't know. It's easy to forget about all these other people. But like Tobin Bell and Lance Hendrickson, we mentioned, and of course Gary Sinise with a small role. But you know, Pat Hingle is in this. We love Pat Hingle. Mm-hmm. I love Doc Wallace. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I say, the very beginning of the movie just threw me because it's it's so it's so discordant and, and it's like weird. But him as the barkeep standing on a chair yelling at her that she's a whore, that just, next door. That made me laugh out loud. I was just like, oh, I love this guy. And it felt like it it felt like there was no one in the world who could be him. Only Pat Hingle could be that. Pat Hingle is there. He's perfect uh, in every way. He died in 09 at the age of 84, um, but we know him from so many things. Not before becoming my favorite Commissioner Gordon, right? That's right. He was Commissioner Gordon. Oh, right. He was uh, all the way through the the Burton straight up through nipple time. We uh, also saw him in Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. Yeah. He was great in that. He was just, he's just great. That dude's great. He showed up on TV all the time. He'd show up in movies all the time. What a great character actor Pat Hingle was. Now, having having just said that, like we, we saw a guy previously on Film Sack, doesn't that kind of mean they make bad movies? I just have to jump to this is our seventh time seeing Sharon Stone, and I'm confused because mm. she's so good in this. Yeah. Really and good. how is how do we keep seeing Sharon Stone movies on this it can podcast? Be good, good in a movie, but. Uh, bad in a bad movie right yeah, like it's yeah. uh, i guess had, i mean we've had a lot of those but i think she picked there was a, there felt like it was a stretch in poorly. the 90s right where she picked anything like did we there not was, did we like or not like total recall i can't remember as a group well, we, I, I, I like, it, I like it for its cheese factor yeah i probably like it for a lot of the same <laughs> reasons you like this you know like it's cheesefactor.com i'm looking it up now can, yeah. I, can I buy that it's pretty cheese good factor. cheese factor I like it's it. at, at amazon but make sure you get a refrigerated package <laughs> Yeah, don't take if it comes warm, chuck it. Yeah, yeah send it back. <laughs> so yeah, no, you're right. Like, like there's a certain obviously very different genres, right? But this is like yeah. um this is like a in some ways it's paint by numbers, but it's just like raw genre. It's like here's a yeah. western. What do you do? You have a bunch of shootouts. Okay, let's go. 
and <laughs> and I and I you know in the trivia or whatever I was I was thinking, reading that oh it's Sam Raimi's tribute to Sergio Leone films yeah. and the dollars mm. tri- the you know, fistful of dollars trilogy apparently it's not it's Simon Moore the writer's homage the no. the, the first okay. bit of information on Wikipedia oh well, Wikipedia if we can trust it mm. is that he wrote it as an homage to <laughs> Sergio Leone which is funny because. This thing is so Sam Raimi. You don't know where the Raimi yeah, ends yeah. and the and the Sergio Leone tribute yeah. begins. So I have right? a I have a quick thing to say about about Brian Ibbett that I wanted to share with everybody. For the last uh, <laughs> at least four times that Wikipedia has come Leone. up in different contexts, yeah, um, you always put in the caveat of if you can trust Wikipedia can every trust single it. time. Yeah. And I, so I yeah. guess what I'm saying is, hey Wikipedia, <laughs> you've got one guy you need to really work on over here. <laughs> I'm with Ibbitt. <laughs> I, you know, why I do it. It's less. It's less that I don't believe it. It's more that I don't want people to write in and say, oh, right. "Wikipedia." Like you can trust that Ibbitt. Come on, yeah. man. I, I just Wikipedia felt, can be trusted over a over a period of time. Wikipedia can be yeah. trusted, but yeah. any. But there's sometimes there's shit that gets through there. There are that you like. How did that happen? It's almost it's always temporary. It's corrected pretty quickly. Yeah, it's I almost really, always I temporary. Richard Cheese's backup band for a while yeah. on my Wikipedia <laughs> yeah. page. Yeah, I, I really like that Wikipedia has the history. Uh, like, uh, yeah. you're yeah. looking at you're looking at yeah. the article for Quick and the Dead, and you can look at the history of that Wikipedia article for. 20 years yeah, you know oh, and wow. like it's, it's wow. really it's a really cool like i i will sometimes be reading an article about a movie on wikipedia and i'm just like huh i'm gonna look at the history yeah the irony <laughs> is that kind of that kind of rigorous treatment they give that history and yeah. also that that you know quickly replace something that's wrong or whatever it actually has yeah. made it for me anyway the most reliable thing on the internet most oh, everything yeah. else is unreliable compared mm-hmm. to wikipedia so i just think it's funny because the i think there is a, with Wiki- the problem yeah. is that wikipedia the problem is we're afraid to to concretely say anything is a fact. Yeah, I know. You're, you're probably humans, right. Yeah, that's a yeah, very philosophical humans, way like, to I don't know it. anymore. Yeah. Now, I, two pieces of information that I also see on the Wikipedia page that fascinate me, because they also they do back up the, the Sharon Stone paid DiCaprio's salary um, bit of trivia, right, and, they, yeah. and, they, and they cite Reference it. Reference it, yeah. But they also say that Matt Damon was first offered the role of the kid yes and then sam rockwell auditioned for the kid which holy cow sam rockwell young sam rockwell is this cocky uh gunfighter kid would have been great he would have been great yeah Yeah. i'm not sure i mean i always want to see like well i would like to see that but i'm not sure that would have worked like a little too old at the time but yes I don't. Yeah. You think it was like? Uh, I mean, you know, he's is, he's our age, so he would have been uh, twenty. So like, uh, the, one of my uh, issues with this movie is you never know what is actual text for that yeah. universe, and yeah. like you never really know what you know about the kid in this movie. Like all the way to the end, you're like, wait, is Herod lying now? And the kid was right, or was the kid mistaken? And now we're finally getting the. Tr- you know what I mean? Like you just yeah. don't know. And like that's that's a thing that I'm like, man, it it adds so much to the kid at the very end. If you, only you had given me that to chew on throughout the movie, you know. I thought DiCaprio was really good, and especially in those emotional good. moments, that's where he shines. Anyway, you know, in almost all his roles. Was I really that fast? Yeah. yeah. How could I be that fast? Yeah. Wow. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Um, but I but I agree with you about Sam Rockwell. I think they probably probably got turned down because I mean he was born in '68. He, he is. Was, yeah. He's he's six years older than uh, DiCaprio. Uh, yeah. Matt Damon, 
Uh, all right. If you would have, if you would have said, "Hey, is Matt Damon older or younger than you?" I would have said older. No, Matt Damon's younger than me. That's crazy. Yeah, huh. it is weird. But That's he would have been. I think he would have been good too. He would have been fine. I think he, he would have been, been fine. Yeah. Yeah. He would he? Would off. he have been able to pull off the cocky like? Hey, I'm the best young fighter ever, and oh, you're my dad, and you suck, oh, and all depends. that. Like, you, I, you know what? <laughs> After watching that um, last year, is it last year? I guess the 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 movie that got way overlooked at the Oscars and stuff. Um, the Last Duel, Final Duel, was it called? Oh yeah. After, oh, I'm glad you watched that. Oh, I loved that. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, we did talk about that. Like the three perspectives on the same thing. Yeah, it was yeah. real good, and he's so good in that. Like I, I was blown away by his performance, and it made me hate him, but, but I respect still a him. Smoldering, but it's still a smoldering role, and you, you need somebody over the top. You need a. Uh, yeah, I wonder I mean, if you know, Caprio plays this one over the top. I'm trying to think of a, a Jim Carrey style over the top kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, it's a fair point. Yeah. It's uh, but it's, definitely not Jim Carrey. By no, the way, no, I'm no. certainly yeah. not. I was going to say <laughs> that Jim Carrey would have been good for this because he definitely would. Sure. Have. Like, for me, the key scene of the kid is actually this bundle of tropes, and and I I just want to like I want to say you expect Chekhov's gun in this movie. Mm. You maybe even expect Chekhov's gunpowder in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's for coming. sure. Mm-hmm. But there's a scene where he's also the kid runs the gun shop that's weird it's just funny it's like this weird shoehorned in concept right oh the kid oh yeah and he and he sells guns he's yeah. works behind a counter this kid yeah uh, but but like when you go in there he starts showing off some really cool weapons and they never go anywhere like they do yeah. nothing yeah. with that it was just like see this okay mm-hmm. now think about it the rest of the movie well but, eh. they go right. somewhere they show all these cool weapons and then they force him to go with the five dollar piece of shit which is an important right. plot point so mm-hmm. I, I get. I mean, this, but I'm just saying it's like the inverse of Chekhov's gun. All the the really cool gun that you're shown, it just right. ends up st- oh, sitting I in the shop the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> Everybody could go in there at any time, get a way better gun, and have a better chance against old yeah. Dean Hackman. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's. I mean, everything. If, if it sounds at home like you didn't, if you didn't watch the movie, if this sounds like a a, a tropey bunch of tropes, it is. Like mm-hmm. straight yes. up, yeah, uh, and it embraces that. So I don't, I don't think it ever wanted to do anything else. It's, um, I think those tropes are intentional, and uh, you know things like, uh, you know, kind of theme gangs, kind of except they're individuals. Yeah, there was everybody was right. themed. Everybody was themed. Right. I freaking Aces. love that the India the the Native American who can't die from bullets. I loved him. I loved um, he was. He was effing with him. Yeah, he was all really the time. With even right to the heads. even right to the end, he's still gasping yeah. for air like twice or Spotted whatever. And yeah. then uh, you know, Ace Hanlon is just <laughs> ridiculous, and everybody's got right. this thing. The Swede, even though it was a tiny role, totally cracked me up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I don't know what it is about that format, but I would I'm in all the way. I've seen this movie fifty times. I liked it the fifty-first time. <laughs> I loved it when the kid killed him, and and then he said, "Am I fast or is Sweden just a very small place?" <laughs> That's just me. It's still making me. It's the next day, and I'm still laughing at that because yeah. it's just such an insane little concept. Yeah. Do you? Did you? Um. Uh. uh was I going to say shit? <laughs> that made me laugh. Now you've got me. I had an idea, and I went off the rails because you made me laugh. Shit. I forgot what it was. It was good though. Oh, I know what it was. The scene where Gene Hackman slapped Sharon Stone, right? The the oh my god, that was, oh, yeah, that was like he is fast. Holy shit! It says here, <laughs> yeah. according to the trivia that I could find, and I couldn't find anything corroborated, but it says it wasn't scripted, and Stone's reaction was real. She like she was pissed. Oh, because, I bet she would be. Yeah. That would be. 
Made for a better but scene, he was, though. He was fast, but that really proved a point. It's like, oh, shit, he is fast, because that was even like, whoa, what happened? Yeah. There's also what? a moment right before that where Crow and her are conniving about what they're going to do. Yeah, back and to he back. comes around the corner looking at him and hearing everything they're saying. Yeah. And it's one of the most, still to this day, one of the most like, oh my gosh, that guy heard everything. You're all dying. You're all yeah. dead. Shut up. It's Gene Hackman. Yeah. He looks like an old man, but he's not. He's going to tear you all to pieces. Yeah. Oh, I freaking love him. Yeah. And if you forget you're watch- watching a Sam Raimi movie, just wait. Somebody, there's going to be some sunshine shining through somebody's hole. <laughs> like every every five minutes, you get it through yeah. Sharon Stone's head at the beginning. You get it through the hand and uh, yeah. uh, Keith, David Keith, Keith David. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then you got Gene uh, Hackman's Gene chest. Hackman. Yep. Everybody yeah. had it. Everybody had a hole. Was, they all had a hole. Tight. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah, really it was tight. tight. I'm amazed. Yeah. And I think it's only because they didn't think to do it, but there really should have been a scene where there's a gunfight and then there's somebody behind the person who just got shot with a hole through their head and, right. and some talented gunfighter shoots through the hole to, to kill the person. Yeah. Behind oh, that'd them. be awesome. As he falls. Yeah. <laughs> that That's a cool. great idea. Did, did anybody else notice in the first few gunfights that people were standing in the street behind the gunfighters? Oh, were there? I didn't notice. <laughs> were they really? Yeah. I didn't notice. It was like throwing my hat down. Like, what is this? Why are there people standing in the streets behind the gunfighters? Yeah, don't and do then that. it stopped. They, they started clearing people out of the streets. <laughs> were, you wearing just, a, were you wearing a bowler hat horse? I want I want. Yeah, yeah, I was. With a, with a hole in it. Yeah, yeah with, with a hole in it. You could see squares <laughs> straight through it. Yeah, I, I personally, I loved all the gunfighter stuff, and it was the most brainy things got. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, the zoom. Like, holy cow. How many zooms can we put in a row? Yep. Uh, yeah. Like the clock, then the stopwatches, then the clock again, then the <laughs> photographer, then the eyes of each of the gunfighters. Yeah, it was rapid fire, man. It was like, bam, bam, yeah. bam, bam. And I like it. I like the ridiculous giant holes in people's heads. I like uh, the, those parts were were the rainy parts I, I dug and I'm I'm gonna say it and we're gonna be controversial here for a second and the you know anybody at home wanna fight me on this or any of you here, but I oh. think this is my favorite Sam Raimi movie. Fight me. Oh, well, I'm not gonna fight you. I'm not, not gonna fight that it's your favorite because <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That's true. Nailed well, tell it. me what movie I, should, what should I like better is what I'm asking. I'm not gonna tell you what you should like better, but I'm gonna tell you that I like uh, uh, I like a better. simple plan better. I like Dark Man better. Yeah. Army of uh, Darkness the first Spider-Man for me, the the first Spider-Man is just such a, such a perfect like moment for the mm-hmm. character. Like we've seen the character for decades and the movie just really brings it all to you, you know, in a, yeah. in a, what feels like a new fresh way. Yeah. I'll yeah. give him credit. Notice for I that. did not say Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. No. Sadly. No, I, I, you should have though. I wish, I wish that would be my favorite Sam Raimi film. I wish it would be my favorite Doctor Strange film. But yeah. it's, oh, <laughs> did it make? Not. I like Doctor Strange in the Multiverse. I liked it, Madness. but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't love it. They were, you know, it felt uneven, and uh, I. I don't know. I'd mm. like to. I'd like to say for me, like if I'm ranking them, I'm going to put Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, and Army of Darkness above this one. Mm. Yeah, because Easy. every every one of them. I feel the the like quality of the filmmaker mm-hmm. and I'm not saying I don't in this. I definitely feel that this is a filmmaker making a film. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this yeah. is quality. There's some great shots. There's a shot of a guy walking into a bar and his shadow is like a mile long. long and it, I'm yeah. like I love that. I love that Sam Raimi captured that. Mm-hmm. But you also have to like have a complete film. You know, yeah. and, and, and as much as those are ridiculous movies, the evil dead movies and army of darkness, like they, they just feel like a complete movie to me. Whereas this, this feels like a series of gunfights 
very well shot. Yeah, it is. I mean, I can't deny that. It is that. Um, and they don't, you know, there's not a lot of fluff. Still in my edges. top 10 Sam Raimi movies. How's that? It's in my that, top. Satisfying? It's in my top four. Oh, yeah. I'd, put it, I'd put it in my top five, probably. Yeah, it's, yeah. In my, under, it's in, under Dark Man and... Uh, uh, I can't say I loved the Evil Dead movies. I'm sorry. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the guy who like. Oh, you gets don't have emails. to like it. Absolutely yeah. not. How about Army? You know, not much. an Army of Darkness guy. Army no. of Darkness is the one that I like of all of the Evil Dead movies. That's the one I like the most. Same. Yeah. Um, Did you like Oz the Great and Powerful? People no. shit on that movie, but I liked it. Okay. Was that the, was that the first yeah. one with Mila, Mila Kunis and uh, yes. James uh, yes. Franco? Franco? Okay. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't put it. I don't. I wouldn't put it above this. I would put this above that. I've me. never seen yeah. Drag Me to Hell. I hear that's good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We got to watch that on here. Can we get that in for October or something? We should try to do that. Oh yeah, we should totally do that for. Was that, and that was right after Spider Man. So it was like this, uh, or after Spider Man three, I think. And it was him Spider-Man going. Three, baby. It was him going. Ah, oh, whew! I can do things I used to like doing. I'm sick of Spider Man, and he worked on that. I think. I think that's how it's- that went. That's a hell of a It's movie. interesting how Sam Raimi is a critical darling originally and then recently, but not in the middle. Yeah. Like he's, you know, oh, his, his first like three real major films all were bi- big hits among critics. You know, you'll, you'll find, I'm sure Siskel and Ebert talking about, you know, evil dead Two and giving it perfect score. Mm-hmm. But then in, and recently, right. The last like 10 years, people have been pretty high on Sam Raimi, mm-hmm. but like in the middle like this, uh, you know, in, in the dark man section, you know, like why, why did audiences hate quick and the dead? I don't I, think I, they I, hated it. I think they probably, well, I don't know. Did they hate it? Do we, I don't know where we're getting that from. It was a box office bomb. It's, you know, the audience score is 53% on rotten tomatoes, whatever that means They're wrong. for a 27 year old movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it's like, it's like right with Oz the great and powerful in, in those ratings. Oz the Great and Powerful made two hundred and fifty million dollars, and The Quick and the Dead made seventeen million. Well, I think you, you know, <laughs> this, this lost its its opening it was, weekend. It lost to Billy Madison. Right. This was nineteen ninety five, so yeah. this is like right after all the we kind of got tired of this stuff, right? Like, it was like I just had Tombstone, right, and Wyatt, and all that stuff. Wasn't that like just right before this? I think Wyatt Earp was after this, but okay. yes, Tombstone and uh, there was what, another. Uh, Wyatt, no, no, no. Wyatt Earp was 94. Um, okay. okay. Like 90, Guns and uh, Tombstone. Uh, Tombstone and... was 94 also. Yeah. Um, who, shoot. I, they, they, yes, we're riding on some very successful Western comebacks, and now everyone's doing them. And you could argue that this is the this is about the, the point where they started to peter out, and that was before you got to Wagons East and freaking... What was oh, the right. other? Um, uh, oh, uh, Wild Wild West. Even I, I would say is like maybe when things were really. Oh starting God, to go that's south. the peak. That's yeah. the peak of weird Western stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I think we were the the taste for it was dying, but also I don't think this at the time. Got to remember, like Sharon Stone's the biggest thing in this movie. Um, right. Gene Hackman to some degree, but it's mostly a Sharon Stone thing that anyone cares about. No one knows yeah. Di- DiCaprio, or freaking Crow, or no any of these people. No. So but they had to focus more on the insane clown posse in this film, uh, I think they would have had a, you know, maybe a better, you know, turnout. Yeah. Whatever, man. All I know is I could watch it again right now. I could watch it. Um, do you guys know there's a big old, there's a big old, uh, Russell Crowe, Sharon Stone sex scene that was deleted. I don't know if you guys knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently yeah, were, uh, looking at the description of the, of the deleted scenes, like you get the, uh, the blind kid talking about his 
story. You get a little bit of background on why Dog Kelly is named Dog Kelly. It's like, oh, I kind of want to see these deleted scenes. I found a thing on YouTube that was somebody recording the deleted scenes on a phone on their TV. Uh, the disturbing thing is that when the scene between each scene, the scene goes dark and you see a reflection of the guy sitting on an office chair in his living room, recording the oh, deleted yeah. scene. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's... Oh, is he dressed? I don't even want to know. I'm not looking. I'm not looking, looking away. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, so apparently that, and that scene, I guess was really hubba hubba. Like, Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to see those deleted scenes. I'm not sure that's the way I want to watch them, but <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You'd rather see these yeah. in some sort of so, uh, collector's some sort of quality presentation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got a disability I, of junk. Yeah. I, I got a little lost and I didn't, I didn't go back, but I, I couldn't tell if insane clown posse, uh, was, was supposed <laughs> to be scars or dread. Was it Kevin Conway in the makeup and, or is it Mark Boone jr. And what was he, what was he doing? What was he doing with the makeup on? Oh, you know what right. I'm talking about? Right. Yeah, the clown makeup. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. I didn't write that down as to why. I was like, uh, what's going on? Because there was a whole voodoo thing with the um, with Cantrell. At the, the first time you see him, there's a right. voodoo priestess with a bunch of heads yeah. on, on yeah. sticks. I'm sure I just missed it. I'm not so sure that that was. I'm not so sure that was voodoo. It felt like a Day of the Dead's. Yeah. To me, it felt like we we had arrived on November first. Ah, that's I, a good point. Yeah, they just had the celebration. That's yeah, right. That's he was it. still okay. wearing the stuff. I didn't put the, the Halloween job, stuff. Gotcha. Thank yeah, you. That's yeah, all, that's all that was. My favorite guy is Scott sense. Scott Spiegel, who played Gold Teeth Man. He's the guy that was like, <laughs> "I got gold teeth here. Plenty of gold teeth. Oh, I'm going to kill you." Yeah. <laughs> guy's great. Gold Teeth guy is a is a is a hit in my house. Right. Oh, what about this movie? Ellen is just trying to exist and people keep yeah. jumping into her face and yelling at her. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny how she is so stone faced about it all. Mm-hmm. I just like, I mm-hmm. couldn't get enough of that. And I, I, it was like love hate. I hated how go, like gold teeth man is suddenly in her face yelling at her to buy gold teeth. But I loved seeing her like mm-hmm. just her. She's, She's just like, great. there's something about yeah. her throughout this movie. I, I can't imagine. I don't know why I never saw the movie before. I'm I'm like I'm depressed because I would have loved to have had this experience for the last 27 years of having mm-hmm. seen her. She just there's something about Sharon Stone is so perfect for this. She's great, yeah, and that's what's yeah. great about her is how awesome she is. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, by the way it was uh, uh, Casino was 95 according to uh, this, so this okay. would have been a weird year, right? Like you do this big uh, box office mm-hmm. genre bomb, and then you also turn around and do your Oscar nominated. Uh, Scorsese role yeah. in a Scorsese what you movie. I think we talk about directors too much with movies like this. I realize that it would have been very, very different in someone else's hands, but Sam Raimi's trying to actually, you know, kind of ape on something that other directors have done. Mm-hmm. And so it's actually, you could imagine other directors making this movie and kind of getting the same results mm-hmm. kind of sure. right. Like Tar- Tarantino has mm-hmm. well, Tarantino had a career probably, doing yeah, the first, right. The first one you think of, right. Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's so homage that you don't have to have a lot of Tarantino ness in there mm-hmm. for yeah. it to, for it to succeed. Yeah. So having said that, I keep wondering what if it was a different script writer? What if like, you know, like mm-hmm. what if this movie had, I don't know, just like whoever wrote, tombstone or whatever you know what i'm saying like I, like how how could this movie have been fixed for you so that it's you know i'm talking to ibit 
so that it's like, <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? So it's, so it's like real cohesive as a, as a story, you know? I didn't think, I didn't see a problem with the script. I didn't, uh, I don't know. I don't know where I feel like why this isn't one of my favorite Sam Raimi films, but I don't think the script is the reason. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I can't say that, that, uh, is it, that it's not your movie. thing about Westerns in general, right? Like, no, cause of Westerns, this is, this is the kind of Western I like that is not just a, all right, here's a Western cowboy rides into town. Cause I love I, 310 to Yuma. Yeah. It's different. I love, um, uh, can I put you into a hillbilly movie with like, like this thing? You cannot <laughs> put me into a hillbilly movie. Yes. Uh, Be, you can take me out of a hillbilly movie. Like I, like I tried to do with the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean, did we end up watching that? I don't remember if we did. No, no not yet. No, no. We, okay. haven't watched we, we haven't had to, we haven't no, had to like I, drug up Ibbets yet. Oh, right. right. You're right. Cause I almost left the theater. You almost if, left. Uh, that's right. It was if I wasn't the, having more fun listening to the other people in the audience going, "Look at Granny's on the scooter now." Yeah, that's that's yeah. I, I in ways I can't. There's so many ways I can't blame you on that, but I don't know yeah. why I love that show so much or that movie. Oof. Uh, he's working. By the way, Ramy's working on something called World War Three. I don't know what this is. Yeah. Um, he's got so he's in pre-production on the King Killer Chronicle, which is a book thing, an adaptation, and then right after that, World War Three. I, sci-fi thing and see examination of what the world might look like in the future of the 21st century is all it says there's no cast there's no oh, nothing interesting i mean i yeah color yeah. color me interested we have a we have another evil dead movie coming yeah. uh like immediately like in the next few days i think oh really that's soon Jeez. Yeah, i think wait evil um, dead movie it's called it's called evil dead rise it's directed by uh lee cronin who did uh ghost train um oh. It's a, uh, you know, Sam Raimi as a, uh, you know, writer and producer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh yeah, you're right. Stars, stars a bunch of people I don't, I've never heard of, but that's. Oh, this guy did uh, whole whole. What's that one called? Uh, the hole in the ground. That is a trip. Oh, this is huh. exciting. And Ghost Train also, I dude. I'm I'm in. I, I didn't know. know this. I don't know either of those. Uh, Twisted Tale, Two and Strange <laughs> the, Sisters, who reunite, Shortcut, Rise of Fall, Flesh Possessed Demons. So they're going all in on this. Who do we have? Anybody I know? Nope. Nobody in this cast is knowable. Perfect. Is, uh, <laughs> is this, this upcoming World War Three? is this going to be the, the first true sci-fi thing that, that uh, Raimi's done? I mean, is... Oh, good question. Is Darkman considered sci-fi? It's not, right? It's just like kind of a... Superhero-y thing. Superhero. It's not science fiction so much as it is like... Uh, yeah, Darkman got his powers from. Or no, he didn't have powers. He was just kind of. He was just kind of there, right? Yeah. He just knew when to where to show up and <laughs> just stay one step ahead of. Is that Benny. on the? We, why aren't we? We need to see this movie. Why have we not done? We've that talked yet? about it. It's been on our list forever, but yeah, never uh, can get it. We streaming, gotta right? watch Darkman. Yeah. Oh, I could. Man, here's another one that I could have sworn we've done for film second. Oh, I'm amazed that we haven't. Yeah, mm. I do love that movie as well. Came out in 1990. Oh, it's actually rated lower on IMDb. It probably made more money though than oh yeah, no the surprise. Yeah, get your Liam Neesons in it. Yeah, oh. young and Liam your Francis Neeson. McDormand. Yeah, and Benny from LA Law. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's the bad guy, right? He's the bad guy. Yeah. And I Frank, okay. Uh, here's the thing that threw me, um, Larry Drake. I'm glad you brought this up because Sam Raimi always casts stunt casts his brother Ted in things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, no Ted Raimi in uh, Quick and the Dead. He's not in there. He's like, no, nah, it's too hot. And didn't too uh, hot Bruce Campbell end up on the cutting room floor? Like, do we do we see Bruce Campbell in 
clicking the dead no, at all? It or says, is it just I never did. It says they, the they did do a yeah. scene and then they cut it. So yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like if he appeared in the background of something or it's too bad. Um, there's, yeah. there is some video floating around of him and Raimi on stage somewhere talking about their collaboration all these years, him and him and Campbell. And one of the things they brought up was that, um, that Gene Hackman was really hard on set, like just difficult. No. One of these actors oh, that's yeah. such a auteur that they all sound Dude. hard. Like think of all the great actors. Every one of them has stories about how hard they are to work with, you know? Oh. Well, and, and Sam Raimi, I, I recall him saying that he always had a hard time with really famous actors because Sam Raimi himself is diminutive and kind of quiet. You know, right. he's like a, a, a film nerd yeah. and he didn't, he didn't ever have the skill of dominating the actors. Right. 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 I and he that. felt like that was, that was a blessing and a curse, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Cause on the one hand he, he got the, he got it the way he wanted it regardless. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause like he's, he's in charge. He's the guy who gets to go sit with the dailies and decide which shots he keeps and so on. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like he, you know, he always felt like people who were really powerful as actors were, uh, you know, it's like not, 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 they didn't appreciate him yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure like Gene did. Hackman would be exactly who he's, who you think he'd be? I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't see how he'd be any more difficult. He already seems like a pain in the ass in the movie. So I mean, <laughs> seems like he'd be right. Yeah. Be I like, said, I want some more. Uh, can you bring me some more uh, craft singles from my dressing room? Yeah. I don't have enough I mean, craft singles in my dressing room. It could be that. More, Jack not nice. It's hard for me to know what to picture. Like he's so different in say. Um, well, he's kind of a dick in it, but I guess in the birdcage where he's the senator yeah. and gets roped into he's, all he's the stuff snarky. he gets roped into. He's snarky and he's whatever he is, yeah. but. I don't know. I, I I like to think you could have lunch with him and it'd be fine, you know. But maybe not. Maybe oh. he was a crotchety butthole. I don't know. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> no idea. I, I I just have a feeling that like uh, a movie like Unforgiven gets a lot of its results from the fact that the director is also a very experienced actor. You know what I mean? And the star of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like it just feels like there's a there's a whole thing going on there that you're never gonna get with Sam Raimi. You just yeah. can't. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Um, yeah, oh, by the way, the, I checked in on uh, Gene Hackman. It, not only is he 94, but he's unrecognizable. I don't know if you guys have yeah, seen him yeah. recently, but yeah, well, you know, that's what happens. Age will ravage your time. Just like, uh, just like this movie said, just like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio said, time's ca- catching up. <laughs> there yeah. were some good quotes and I wish I had captured all of them. I'm sure Scott and most got, of them were Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, there were some really said. good quotes just like shoved into this movie, <laughs> just like out of the blue. Oh, that's deep. Okay, we're we're shooting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna I, share. I, I, I kept waiting for the uh, the blind kid to to have a bigger role. I mean, he, I, I know, yeah. I know he, I know he found the bullet eventually. <laughs> I could have right, right. right. <laughs> Oh but, yeah, that kid. I really like that sub story. They just they, they didn't yeah. do yeah. enough with it. It's kind of chicken the bucket a yeah. little bit. Yeah, I, I needed him at the end to like be standing there with a smoking gun where you shot uh, Hackman in the back or something. Just, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> him. Yeah, I'm the quickest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it didn't happen. No, that would have been I'm, fun, though. Boy, I'm glad that didn't happen. Like, yeah. as it stands, the blind kid is responsible for the thing I disliked the most in oh, the whole movie. Really? Which is, which is yes. when he shows the empty bottle of red ink. I, right. I'm sorry. That was you Dump the rest of it. Yeah. That was hilarious. Oh, we need hey, that. Hey, movie, can you trust me as a viewer to know <laughs> that that was... I knew it was ink when she was laying in the street. I knew it was right. ink. Right. I love it. All, all they have to do is just show him like putting it back in his... In his uh, pocket or something. In his pocket. Yeah. Right. Not even you, that you 
much. Still like dumping it out. Oh, it's nearly what empty. Kind of, oh, he must have used it. What kind of what kind of inks do you have? He's blind. They're all wet. I have wet ink. Yeah. What do you want for me? I got lady? wet ink. <laughs> now somebody wet. said, "Hey, what do you? What am I holding? It's the red one. Okay, cool. I'll put that on the body. Right. Right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. cool. <laughs> I give it to her. Yeah. The whole the little the whole conceit of her faking the death and bleeding and all yeah. that and that was all a little much. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, like, I like. I thought they played it off pretty well. I like how it yeah. resulted. I like how the explosion yeah. happened and everything goes to shit and it's you know. Now you got to face her. Yeah. Like, I liked all that. I wish she comes out and he goes, you're kept. You're, you're dead. You're dead. You're dead. I, you're dead. I, was, I was disappointed that she didn't do some cosplay and come back as spotted horse and just like really freak him out. You <laughs> oh, know? yeah. yeah that she been cool. Lance Henriksen's uh, wig. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. We're talking. That would have been that would have been. Something. I want Lance Henriksen's wig. I don't know why. I'll I tell you want, what nobody wanted, those underpants. Nobody oh wanted gosh. Lance's underpants at no. all. They were out. Yep, they got all the oh, stuff yeah. and then left. They picked them clean yeah. and said, yeah, the yeah. one layer lower, we're not going there. We're, we're stopping there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He seems like... If he's ace down there. Henriksen yeah. seems yeah. like a guy... He has always seemed, like in interviews and stuff, to be a very affable, just grateful to be there sort oh, of dude. That's so awesome. I would love to have met... To, uh, he's still alive. I'd love to meet Lance <laughs> Henriksen just yeah. once. Just yeah, one time. Too. Shake your hand. Move on. Tell him how much I love Pumpkinhead. Yeah. And he goes like, that? That's the thing out of <laughs> all I've done? That's the one? <laughs> what about that's, Bishop? All right. He's probably how second Bishop, I, you know? Didn't like... Uh, 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 Millennium. Oh, I love I like Millennium, but I'm not going to give him that. Yeah, Millennium was great. Had uh, uh, John Locke in it, and uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't dig it. And uh, you know what? It might have just been because I was expecting more uh, X Files because it was Chris Carter, and yeah, yeah, this is true. Was it a spinoff or it was its own thing? Right? I think it was a. I think there was some connection to the X Files. Hmm. I think right. I think yeah. I remember it was, it was sold that way, or, or maybe it's because it came on after it. I can't remember. It's been I might, I might be thinking of the yeah, that. the Lone Gunman could be what I'm thinking of as a spinoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't remember. You got the I, Friday Night Kiss of Death. I don't know if you guys remember that or not. It's like we're moving into Friday Night. Ah, shit. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, gone. Still one of the greatest voice actors in in Disney's '90s history. I loved his Tarzan. He'd play Kerchak, the oh yeah, the ape in charge yeah. of the of the herd or the the what do you call it? Group of monkey or uh, apes? Group of monkeys. Um, uh, a flock of a flock of <laughs> flock, flock of, of flock of apes. Uh, There's a word, not herd. It's um, it's a oh, the There's a word for this. A gaggle of monkeys. There's actually a word. I'll find it. But anyway, he's hey, great. Um, Kerchak is an amazing herd. character, and his voice yeah. is just so. Ripley, do you trust robots now? Like he's just got an amazing. Yeah. yeah. So oh, good. Freaking love that guy. He shouldn't die, but he will. And you're sure you want to go Pumpkinhead? I have other I have other roles I play. <laughs> I have other roles besides <laughs> Pumpkinhead. I want to watch you go to lunch with him and just press the Pumpkinhead <laughs> the whole time. Just go remember, remember all that part in. in Pumpkinhead where you were like, ah, you're a pumpkin. <laughs> that was <laughs> that'd be amazing. Uh, also, this puts uh, Gene Hackman and uh, Russell Crowe in the DCU, <laughs> sort of. Oh, uh, okay. Gene Hackman, of course, played Lex Luthor famously in the Richard Donner oh, Superman yeah. films, and then Russell Crowe would go on to play Zack Snyder's film uh, in uh, Man of Steel, and beyond there uh, would play Jor-El, uh, father Superman's of Dad, of Daddy, su- Superman, yeah, Superman, and then uh, Mark Boone Jr. also DCU. Oh yeah, remember that, we yeah. saw him in Batman Begins. That's right. He's the and Sharon Stone Catwoman. He's no. the he's the pissy partner. Uh, wait, Sharon Stone was Catwoman. What did that happen? She was in Catwoman. Oh, she was in, in Catwoman. She was the villain and she was the villain in Catwoman. Oh, that piece of Halle, shit. Halle Berry, the Halle Berry Catwoman. That right. garbage movie. 
Hey, I moved Catwoman. Hey. It's such a don't you can't defend Catwoman, man. That is the worst. I'm movie. not even gonna try. It's so bad. I mean, I love that we watched it, but I've moved Catwoman. I know you moved. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if we can work everyone in this movie into DCU. Keith David has probably been in a DC oh, movie. God. Definitely, oh, been he's in definitely voicing stuff. Yeah, he's, he's voicing yeah. stuff for sure, right? Yeah. He's, oh yeah, he's in. I want to say he's maybe even Lex Luthor in one of them. The yeah. animated, I mean. Um. Yeah, Keith David. We haven't talked about him very much here, but Keith David. I feel like should be should be more on film sack and is is not as on here as he should be. Well, you know they live. We did we watch the thing in Armageddon? I mean, his top top movies are he was the like general of the army in Armageddon. He was like the guy, the heavy who was yelling at them all the time. Here you go. He was uh, he was in Catwoman Hunted uh, animated. He was Tobias Whale Morax. Nice. Nice. So we, of course, nice of course, for, for us on FilmSack, Keith David was in the thing. That was like his. Yeah. The, yeah. And, and and they live. For, and they you know, live for, is yeah exactly that's. Uh, oh, know, he was also in the Flash TV series, uh, the CW deal. He's on Darksiders Blackish. Genesis. No, that's not. Uh, He's busy. Holy shit! His IMDb. No kidding. Like just his. He's all oh, he over was, this he thing. He did the Marvel Universe stuff too. He's, I was just uh, playing Avengers on a. I was messing with a, a Steam Deck last night, and I was playing Darksiders Genesis uh, to see how it played. And he's in freaking that. Like he's he's in everything. He's in all things. <laughs> Keith David sixty six, and he's trying to he's trying to make some money oh. at this point. He's just like yeah, he'll take anything. He's yeah. t- and some of it's pretty good. A lot of video game yeah. voiceover stuff, but um, you know, like oh my uh, god, he's got like he's got like twelve things in pre and pro- post production right yeah, now. That's, I that's mean, the he, man right there. Yeah, and it's all a mix of like movies, TV, video game voice work, yeah. animated voice work. Uh, I'll do it. I'll be there. It's his yeah. voice is up. so unique, and like I can. My favorite of the of the <gasps> um, uh, what's his name documentaries? Can't think of his name all of a sudden. Uh, Ken Burns. Uh, Ken Burns documentaries are the ones he narrates, and like the war, oh, sure. and like yeah. uh, uh, d- um, the one where they stop drinking. What's that called? <laughs> What's the what's prohibition. the prohibition one? Is prohibition. so no, you talking about a real thing? Yeah. What's the what's the thing where they stop drinking? Oh yeah, it's prohibition. Stop drinking. <laughs> but then tons of video game work. I just have huge respect for that dude because he just rides this wave. Oh, and he's great. I forgot about the cape. Remember the uh, superhero 2011 superhero TV oh, series yeah. lasted one season. I forget about. Oh the cape. yeah, yeah. He's still the he president the, on Rick and Morty. Obi Wan well. of the cape, I think. Right. Nice. He's so, me, like a couple so years knew, after the Stan Lee, so you want to be a hero thing or whatever the crap that thing was. Oh, you guys remember that? Uh, so you yeah, want to be uh, a hero reality show deal? <laughs> yeah, oh, that, was, that was horrible. I don't think that title's okay. right, but yes, I like. I yeah, it's not even that. close. It's not even close. Um, I knew yeah. he was the president in Rick and Morty. I didn't know he was reverse giraffe in Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. No, no memory of that. But he's he's the kind of guy. That as soon as you hear his voice, you go, "Oh, it's Keith David." Yeah. Keith David. Yeah. Come on. There's just zero it's, question. It's Spawn from Mortal Kombat 11. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Was he Spawn? Oh, he was Spawn in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Oh, that makes me want to play Mortal Kombat 11. My goodness. I mean, you look through his his Marvel and DC animated stuff. He is all over. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. I love what him. Stretch Armstrong and the Flex Fighters. How did I miss this? <laughs> he was Nick Fury in the Marvel Heroes uh, game. Yeah. That was a great game. They shouldn't have got rid of it. Oh, Mary's dad, and there's something about Mary. Jeez. Look, he's basically the greatest actor of all time. All right. He he is. <laughs> yeah. And, and in the same movie that we're watching this week with Leonardo DiCaprio, who, you know, makes a case for being 
the greatest actor of he's, all time. Yeah, I'm not making the case. I, I, Leonardo DiCaprio he's pretty makes great. Case. No, he's a he's a good actor. I mean, look, I, you want to know my real opinion on Leonardo DiCaprio? The dude's talented as shit. Yeah, he gives you me want the creeps have, outside of Hollywood. He gives me the willies, and I don't know why. But I but his movies, he's always good. Yeah. He never phones it in. He had sex with a bear. It's all good. He had sex with a bear. He doesn't. He doesn't date anyone over twenty three even right, now. Right. Yeah. Can't He's do it. He's eating his Gilbert's grapes. Yeah. Still I mean, eating his grapes. Yeah. You know how smoke you, Scott, cigarettes. You know how still. you're kind of like creeped out when you find out a more more and more and more details about Elon Musk's private life, oh, right? Yeah, you know, like yeah. it just like creeps you out. Yeah. Leo don't. DiCaprio feels like he has that same stuff, but you just don't know what it is. Yeah, we don't know what like, it is yet. Yeah. It's just been hidden from you really, really and he's well. Gonna, he's going to try to inception us all to forget about it and watch our our top spin forever. I don't know. I don't know how he's going to make us not notice. But yeah, he's a he's um, I don't know what it is. He when he's in films and even the ones that are less than great, like uh, what was the one where he played uh, FBI, the FBI founder. Um, oh, oh, geez. Yeah. Jay Edgar Hoover. That one, the Hoover movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. so good in that movie. Just unbelievably good. But the movie's poop. It's not a good. Well, it's okay, right, but it's not right, great. Right, we're going around. We're starting with Scott because he's talking. Who had best best performance by Leonardo DiCaprio in your opinion? Oh, best geez. performance. Best performance. Best performance. Yeah, Scott. Probably that bear sex one. The um, oh, yeah. really? Revenant. The Revenant. Revenant, yeah. Revenant. Okay, that's interesting because it's like a lot of pure acting and not a lot of like. Yeah. May, he maybe get Django. To on other people. Django is uh, Django's chewing up scenery, but I really thought he killed it in Django. He was really good in that too. So maybe Brian, that, those are my best, sides. Best Leo uh, Inception. That's pretty good. Oh, wow! That I don't think that would have even made my top five. If oh, really? yeah. I, I liked him in that. In all, in all four Inceptions that he has to be. That's right. I like him in that one too, but I think it's more that I like that movie than I like. Done away. Done away. Yeah. Um, that's a tough one. Uh, I, you know, was I really liked him in The Wolf of Wall Street. Mm. That's yeah. Oh, I, I was yeah. I was really close on that because he just he's really so good. balls to the wall as an actor in yeah. that movie. You know, you'd like the part where it's, he snorted cocaine out of a butthole with a straw. Did you like that? Part? I didn't say I liked what? the part. I just I just said it was really <laughs> compelling. Okay. The thing about it is you believe <laughs> it, you believe that Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> is doing the snorting and it's good cocaine that he's like really actually. You know it's what I mean? Somebody's like, bum. It's, it's somebody's actual how, bum there. Yeah. I don't know whose it was. Yeah. A stunt bum, but. Still. For me, I got I got to give it to the Aviator. That movie just messed yeah. me up. No, Aviator's and good. It, yeah, and it felt like he embodied. Like I forgot he was a, an actor playing a role. You know? Yeah, right. it's a very so surprise. Nobody picked uh, The Departed, which oh, the Departed. such a great movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's so good. I was going to pick Critters Three, but I thought you would call me on it, so I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> I could watch The Departed right freaking now. That's but like you know, that's you know a how the, the thing that's that's the point I was trying to make. Like the Departed has DiCaprio depending on the very quality skills of Jack Nicholson and Martin Sheen, and you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. you know yeah. Matt Damon to a degree, Mark Wahlberg it's, to it's, a degree. It's an ensemble film for sure. Yeah, yeah, and so like I th- I feel like they all lift each other up, but I think Scott's got it. Like the Revenant is just him all by himself in front of a camera, and that's like the hardest thing to do yeah he's really good he's also um that movie must have taken the wind out of him because he that movie came out in 2015 which was interesting because that movie also featured a uh oscar nominated performance for best supporting actor to um uh, mad max what's his name uh can't think of his name tom hardy um he was also in the revenant and he got a nomination that year and the year the mad max fury road comes out so that's i just wanted to point that out second thing is um, the Revenant came out in 2015. He didn't do anything until Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 
almost five full years later, uh, he must have. I, I'll bet that winded him, the Revenant. I bet that was because yeah. you could tell oh. he had just thrown everything he I could think, into yeah. that role. I think it's a he, heavy I th- film. Th- yeah. I think he has spent uh, more than that, like ten years or more, trying to be a producer. He's produced a ton of That's stuff. That's true. He's been. It's not like he's sitting around doing nothing. Um, he's in. No, uh, he's he's in a Jim the Jones. Ladies. They're making a Jim Jones movie, and he's Jim Jones oh. in it. That's he could wow. really do a Jim Jones. That's, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. I kind of want uh, that story. The the whole poison everybody Kool Aid thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cult, uh, yeah. Never, Heaven's never. Gate, right? No, is that, that's Heaven's Gate's the no, ones that, that the, the cause people. One, yeah. yeah, this one's almost worse because well, anyway, it's a fascinating story. And I remember even as a kid when it happened, all the way till now, you could just say, "Hey, there's a new Jim Jones doc- documentary, or there's a new paper about the guy, or there's a new." I I am fascinated with that story, and I will watch, read, yeah. whatever. <laughs> My favorite thing about this, so. uh they announced it at some point. Scott Rosenberg's writing a script for Leonardo DiCaprio to produce called Jim Jones. You go to the IMDb page and it says plot under wraps. Yeah, plot under wraps. I see that too. It's like, <laughs> no, wait a minute. We know what happens. We know what this story is. Yeah, exactly. They could have a freak ending where nobody drinks the Kool Aid and they all kill him. Yeah. Like, uh, you yeah, know. you know, the you, know the, you know, Kool Aid. You. <laughs> you know, the Kool Aid man hates every time they bring it up. Yeah. Like, oh. it's like, you're it's like, wrong. ooh, maybe in this one, Jonestown won't be in Guyana. Maybe yeah. it'll be somewhere else. Maybe it'll be somewhere else, yeah. They'll bring it back to Florida or wherever the hell they came from. I forget. California, I think. Uh, all right, here's a, uh, here's one of these, because I haven't done one yet, so let's do this. You waxed your anus. Gross. The thing that oh, grossed Scott out the most, let's see if we can guess here. Anybody well, have a guess? It's got to be the kids picking up the horse yeah, shit. Yeah, the that's kids with the horse, looking at horse shit. Damn it, you got it right the first effing time. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> terrible. <laughs> That's so gross. That, You're picking up fresh horse shit and throwing what, it at people. Gross. Yeah, what's it? What's why is that in this movie? Also, but usually, well, so they can have something. I mean, you, you got to make it so that uh, courts, courts are not just getting food thrown at him. He's getting yeah. horse shit thrown at him. Yeah. yeah. But usually, Scott, you know, we say something like that. You're like, well, because I know that wasn't real horse shit. But, yeah. No. I in this case, sure I'm, I'm like not it. sure. It sure it looked like did. it was real. <laughs> was I'm not saying it is. Horse. It might. It might have been. The problem is horse shit has a resemblance to the thing they feed horses. So it could have just been yeah. horse feed like, in clumps. <laughs> yeah. But it's still everything just, but the steam. Just some kid and <laughs> grab it and huck it. Ugh. I mean, just just two hands full. Just like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that was pretty these. gross. The scarred up, the scarred up dude who uh, was played by um, the one that Scar? just got out of prison. Who who played him? I forgot. Beat Scar. Yeah, Scar. I guess was his name. Yeah, it was his name. He Scar. Was, Scar. No, no, that was that was Mark Boone Jr. Was yeah, that was Mark was Boone that Jr. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He grossed me out just by living, like everything yeah, about just, his character. He's intended to be gross. Yeah, yeah. Top and the bottom. pedophile guy was gross. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, She'll be good when she's older. Yeah, that oh. whole thing was wiggle just like, like a fish. Oh my god, dude! I could not wait for her to kick his ass. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that guy needs to die. Shut, him, shut his dick off. Love yeah. that. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> shut his dick off. I loved it. Got it right off, baby. Up me. Uh, there's actually a there's actually a second woman in this movie which blew my mind yeah. i was i was surprised and uh she's my favorite trope favorite oh, uh, trope of the movie wait, 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 is it the young prostitute or is it the one who who yeah, it's a couple of them. hooks up with the kid yeah uh, the, the kid's girlfriend faye masterson plays this woman who is the trope of the the woman in a dress yeah. the woman in a dress who runs out screaming when her love falls to the ground i just yeah, thought yeah. that was so strange and and i've seen it a million times at the same time you know yeah it happens a lot what was her what's oh faye masterson where do i know yeah. her from she looks yeah. really familiar to me uh probably from this movie 
Oh, she's a few times. No, it's I, something else. Oh, I know what I it is. Remember. She's um uh the uh, shit the the those um the the Mass Effect games. That's what that's what I'm thinking of. Oh, oh. She does a voice. Okay, right. She's uh, the Doctor something, and I can't remember her name. I'd have to look it up. But she's Dr. great. Voice. Dr. Voice, Doctor Annalise Bryson. Oh, there you go, Doctor Bryson. That's it. She's fantastic. Anyway, that, that's a trope, obviously, right? That you have a woman on the sidelines who. You know, has or she she gives him a kiss for good luck right before the fight, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I just loved that that was it for this movie. No one else is worth kissing. No one else is gonna have a girlfriend uh, or something. Ace, you know? Ace Handon is, uh, yeah, he's got some fans. He's got some fans oh, up in the uh, who's up Ace, in the stadium up there. Who's Ace Handon? Who's that? Who's that guy? Ace Handlin is Lance <laughs> Henriksen. Handlin. I, I get no. I got gotcha. you. A lot of people say ha- say <laughs> his name wrong, and I don't know why. It's it, to me, it's something. Handlin. It's burned into my head. It's Hanlon. Okay. Yeah. And he's amazing. And I want to be him. He's amazing. Uh, all right. How about some uh, clips? You guys want to do some clips? Yay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's like, all right. Yay. Yay. Well, I love Brian. No, I just like the clips. I know. It just sounded <laughs> like, finally, we're there. Oh, my gosh. It took long enough. <laughs> Not at all. all right. Not at all what I was That's going good. for. All right. Here's that whore's next door bit. Say that again. I say, who's next door? Who's next door? Who's who's who's? Almost doesn't feel like an insult when he says it, though. When I say it, it feels like I'm saying something dirty. But when yeah. he says it, it just feels like, eh, you know, just whatever. Who's next door? Who's? I know I may seem who's. I may seem weird about this, but I always talk about who's who's alive or dead in movies a lot mm-hmm. um, from older movies. And this movie surprisingly only has like two actors who have passed: Pat Hingle and Roberts Blossom, who plays Doc Wallace, the older doctor guy. Oh, I mean, and that's it. Legit. Everybody's yeah. still here. Like all these yeah. older actors, this rain, this, the rain or <laughs> rain or shine. <laughs> rain or shine. <laughs> shine. Yeah. Lance Henriksen, like you, Tobin Bell. You these can't guys, kill rain or shine. Gene Hackman. They're all here still. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying What's we that? always talk about, oh, there's a curse with that movie. Everyone died, but not on this, this one. one. They're doing all right. Yeah. The 15th time you've said rain or shine. Wasn't that castle's name in modern family was it i don't know what's i don't know that's a good question <laughs> i don't remember um, yes it was yes rain okay. or shine played by really? Nathan Fillion. oh that's yeah. funny i didn't know that was his name in there yeah rain or shine was a taxi driver and a ghost dad remember that one yeah 1990 mm-hmm. <laughs> nope can't wait to watch that on film set yeah. ghost dad. can't wait get right into can't that wait for Bill Cosby oh. eat some pudding pops and uh yeah. there you go all right here's something about needing a bath i need a woman you need a bath yeah, he does. <laughs> you need a bath. Really did. All that, that gross yellowy sweat ugh. stain on his back. And, yeah. yeah. Guy was I always forget about in Westerns that when you're in the West, you just wore all the clothes you had right there. Just everything. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Your whole heat. wardrobe on your back constantly. Yeah. And you stunk constantly. Yeah. Even she did. You wouldn't know it, but she did. They all yeah. did. All right. Here's the gold teeth guy. Gold teeth. I got some gold teeth. All sizes. I got uppers, I got lowers. That guy's great. Love him. I want his I don't teeth. know what generic music that was back there, but it plays every time I go into our local Mexican restaurant, and I was getting <laughs> hungry for some... Uh, From the Three Amigos soundtrack, I believe. totally yeah. generic. Yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah. right. All right, here's the Swedish champion guy. <laughs> I love him. He sounds like Arnold. Here. I'm Swedish champion. He sounds like Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Swedish champion. I'm Swedish champion. Yeah. He does. Sound Austrian. Here's uh, spell it correctly. Oh, I love this. Sergeant Cantrell. How do you spell that? Correctly. Love that. Correctly. It was so good. <laughs> love him. Love it. 
Uh, here's what? Oh, the kid's the winner. Kid's the winner. Kid's the winner. Kid's the winner. Pat Hingle letting it rip. <laughs> I just liked how that sounded. Kid's the winner. Right. Kid's the winner. Kid's the winner. DMS Babel Royales. Yep. Uh, something about bullets. I don't remember what I did here. I've taken four bullets in my arm. Oh, yeah. Three in my left leg. One in my right. And two bullets in the back. Another bullet went through my lip. Another bullet went through my left foot. And another bullet went into my head today, here. And it not even come out yet. I love that guy. Are you sure that's not Danny Trejo? (laughs) Not bad. That is... Uh, that that is the most mysterious actor in the movie to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he never really did anything else. Really? It seems yeah, he really, looked familiar uh, to me, but I guess I mm-hmm. I don't know. That may say something about me and recognizing Native American actors. I don't know, but I I'm like not, I like. I'm a not a hundred percent sure he's Native American because like I'm just like it is such a singular thing. He uh, you know like he never made anything after this. Well, he did draw. Oh, that was before this. You're right. Did Geronimo, Shining Blood. There's not a lot of info about this guy. Oh, no. I've searched deep. <laughs> I, searched, I searched high <laughs> and low. I'm like, okay, for starters, his name is Jonathan Gill, but Jonathan is spelled all wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, what does that mean? Yeah. Incorrectly. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, for, a guy, for a guy that can take a million bullets, he can't take a million yeah. photos or a million film jobs. He can't get I any. I just don't know. Maybe, maybe he died after this, and it's just like mm. it's not info that's on the internet. I don't know. That. That seems crazy. He learned the trick to get yourself to wipe yourself from the internet. Wow. <laughs> well done. Um, okay. Um, uh, unfortunately, we're still in the time frame when tons and tons of non-native actors were put in native getup for roles like right. this. So, I, like, I'm just not 100 percent sure this is. Yeah, it could be Italian I mean, or something, but I, I don't know. Like the this is after Dances with Wolves, which famously uh, hired all Native American actors uh, or indigenous actors. All of them. Yep. Well, everybody who needed to play that part. <laughs> okay. Basically, everybody but the wolves. You get a job. You get a job. Uh, John Dunbar. Sits with pregnancy. What's her name? Can't think of her name. Sits with pregnancy. <laughs> what did she call Stands herself? Stands with a fist. Stands with a fist. That's <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Wasn't she what a pregnant? mocking thing to name somebody? No, no, no. Stands with fist. Stands oh, with screw fist. You. Yeah, the Indian names are weird. All right, here's the uh, end of today's. Oh, this is the guy. This is Rainer, uh, Rainer Shine doing a line. Here you go. And that concludes the lessons for the day. I love that guy. <laughs> and that concludes. Uh, here's the spit noise that was a little too much. All right. Oh, yeah. Just a little too. That's the best. It's cartoony. Spike Jones spit noise. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where's the rest of your song, Spike Jones? Yeah. Or Spike. <laughs> Was it Spike Jones? Spike Jones. Right? Spike Jones, yeah. Not the not, not the, the director, director Spike Jones, but the musician Spike Jones. Those people. Someone needs to go to the courthouse and get their name fixed. <laughs> Somebody's uh, gotta back down. Uh, I was I also think of Spike Lee all the time when I hear Spike oh, Jones. Sure. It just yeah. kills me. All right. Um Bladder full of hot air. Very bladder hot. full of hot air. Yeah, a little bit of Hackman. Bladder full of hot air. He's got a cigar in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's this? Sound of... Oh, Gene Hackman flicks a match away right before he ate, gets Ace Hanlon killed. Oh, right. And it sounded cool, so I recorded it. It just sounded cool. <laughs> it's like, this sounds like a fart. kind of does. <laughs> or maybe like a bumblebee. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, oh, listen to the clock. This was in her head. There's a click before the strike. Listen to the clock. Listen okay. To the, the Clark click. 
Uh, yeah, no one else noticed that. All these yeah. gunfighters who were used to standing in streets with listening to clocks, they didn't notice that. All I could hear was a, a beer glass hitting the uh, the carefully yeah. placed rock in the on the ground. Yeah, that was perfectly. Man, a, a, yeah. a second hand of that clock would have really helped. Yeah, would have. <laughs> <laughs> it blew up real good though. That explosion at the end was oh, awesome. Yeah, 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 really yeah good. I'm sure the townsfolk are like, "Can we have the tax man back?" Good lord, lady, you just blew up the whole right. town. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The, Could have just blown up Gene Hackman's house, but no, you had to yeah, blow up no. everything. Uh, my least favorite sound on the planet, not just from this movie, but almost anywhere, is this sound. I hate that oh. so bad. Oh, I hate yeah. that. Ugh. Oh, you just want to smack your face and kill whatever was just there. <laughs> you would hate you would hate my balcony. I have been uh raising a whole neighborhood full of hummingbirds. Oh my gosh, that would kill And me. uh they've been like they're nesting in the tree right outside my balcony and they're uh, they're coming to my feeder and it's just like it's gotten insane. Like you can sit out there and they're buzzing around your head like all day. You're the bird man of uh, Orange County. <laughs> I, like I mean you don't actually have to do anything except put the feeder out and make sure it has nectar in it like you don't actually <laughs> in, not can't involved. wait until you're working in the shawshank library yeah no kidding <laughs> it's just it's just man sometimes i go out there to like grill a steak and a hummingbird buzzes right up to my ear and it is unnerving <laughs> so buzzy get get busy living or get busy hummingbirding Buzzing? all right Humming. Uh, here's a. Oh, I got some old Ibit audio. So I guess is you talking to your date on prom night? A little okay, forward, sure. I think. I don't know. I mean, you guys help me judge this. Here you go. Now, I find myself almost uncontrollably attracted to you. I hope you don't mind my saying that. Did she mind you saying that? She did uncontrollably attracted to you. Like I'm trying to control my how attractive I uh, yeah. uh, I am to you. Yeah, your libido is. Uh, losing it. Did you send her a did you send her a dress to wear? (laughs) Love that. That really creeped me out. Like really creeped me out. It was supposed to. It was supposed to be like He's gonna shoot her with one of those little, or she was gonna shoot him with those little pea shooter things that I always yeah, crack me up. Tiny derringer, whatever that is. What is what are those little guns called, Randy? They're derringers, right? Are they derringers? The little tiny little uh, Little pea shooter guns? No, fit in your key pocket on your. Or I like the ones in your sleeve, like um, uh, Jeff Goldblum does in uh, 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 Desperado. Chling, and it comes out into his hand. That's um. There is Gene Hackman has a derringer. Mm. That little one that he points at. What did uh, she have? But she had a thing called a, a knuckle duster. <laughs> so it's a, uh, uh, this is a gun. <laughs> this is a gun made by a, a guy. It's, it's got a name like James, a James Reed gun. Mm. And it is absolutely tiny, absolutely useless. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Even, even across the table, as far as she was, I was like, there's no way she's going to hit him with that thing. Mm-hmm. Not that yeah. far away. No, yeah, you're supposed to put it in their belly and, and pull the trigger. Yeah. It's the only way you can kill somebody. Get him right in the chode, guns. man. Just aim and go. Um, all right. Well, there you go. Here's, Oh, uh, I didn't get this given the context of the win and I wanted to share it and then we'll talk about it. So here, did you ever kill anyone? No, she literally did just the day before because well, the guy came in the bar and she shot him and he's dead. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and, is he referring? Oh, he doesn't know that she's the son of uh, the, the, that she right. killed her Marshall. dad. In the, oh, yeah, right. right. Then that part, Marshall which we don't Dogger. we don't learn that till later. But right. yes, even right. in that case. But my point is, he knows she killed a dude just that day in the bar. Yeah. 
So that might be, you know what? That could be an editing issue. Maybe that scene was supposed to occur. Like those before. scenes may have been out of order or something. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe he meant maliciously not out of self-defense because she well, did right. try to let that yeah. guy live and then he came back at her or whatever. So, all right. Well, here's Cantrell to sum things up. My name's Clay Cantrell and I'm a shootist. I've killed 17 men. Killing is purely a business proposition for me. Doesn't give me any pleasure. My employer is confidential. Now, do we have business together today? I just love him so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And he's got a beautiful gun. It's a Roger and Spencer uh, Colt 44. Not Colt. It's a 44 caliber yeah roger and spencer yeah it's just a beautiful god i so wanted i wish the movie had made more outside of the gun shop <laughs> of some of these yeah. things yeah yeah there's a there's if you really want to go deep on gun history of that era there's some stuff in there man crazy oh, wow. crazy cool yeah. uh beautiful weapons that you know by today's standards it's, it was necessary yeah, it was well, necessary yeah. for life at the time. Yeah, they put the y'all had they, to have they, one. they did the whole trick of putting the revolver on a mount, a swivel mount on his hip. Yeah, and I yeah, oh, that okay. was fun. Yeah, that's all right. But I mean, no, <laughs> is it any faster? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is it? it might you, I don't know. Think about I, I, it's probably a little bit faster. But think about how you have to use your hip now to aim. Yeah, because yeah. Like, your side to side is is. Attached. Yeah, I don't know how you'd see it. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's just I don't know. <laughs> It's real weird. Silly little thing. But it was I, fun. I did like, it was great. I, I, yeah, that's what I was like. I like the get smart kind of stuff. They had like everybody had their own like little idea yeah. of how things would work better. Yeah. yeah. Right. They're like they're like the uh the outsider, not outsiders. What's the theme gang movie? Warriors. It's like uh, the Warriors. 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 Come yeah. out and play. I, I don't oh, know why I'm oh. such a sucker for that. I just love that. Oh, and speaking of uh uh guns and the beginning of the movie thwarting me and so on. Um, at the very beginning of the movie, we have, for some reason, a guy panting as he digs in the ground. Yeah. Uh, no idea. Like, it's just like, no <laughs> oh, he's idea. Looking for, he's looking for, he's looking for the Goldie buried, oh, right? right? He buried sure. gold. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's just yeah, like, right. it's just like so meaningless to the whole movie, except it's, it's supposed to introduce you to Sharon Stone, right? Yeah. Um, well, then they kill him so, later because he drags his wheel all the way to town. So he does that. Yeah. So yeah, they, right. so he hears her coming and he, uh, he grabs a rifle and aims it at her, and that thing is a freaking beast. It is a yeah. big gun, a really, really big gun. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what happens next. Mm. I guess the movie is telling you he misses and hits her in he the misses. hat. I think. Yeah, yeah. She, it's yeah, all yeah, that's why she has the whole. Yeah, yeah. But, she's, she's don't, acting. but why does the horse go down? Like the, I think, like I would have had him shoot the horse. I think because like right. I just doesn't it doesn't make sense. The gun would have blown the horse in half. Maybe he <laughs> maybe he did um, do that. Maybe he shot the horse, and so she's like, "Well, okay, I'm going to real time think through this the strategy. I'm just going to biff it as if I was hit." And right. Then and then she takes the, his the horse bullet back was down. tumbling, or maybe there was a second shooter in the grassy knoll. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. Good question. But I do like that he drug his wheel to town. And yeah. then gotten the shot, and then finally ended up getting killed. And then he's the one that she couldn't remember she killed. I'm going to kill you. It's like he had his own little version of Saw. So Jigsaw finally got right. his uh, his comeuppance. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it for these here clips. Now, join me with the uh, film sack checklist.
The checklist we call the Film Sack Checklist goes like this. I miss Gene Hackman movies. Check. I'm going to go watch more. Uh, could go for a whole separate set of movies about Court and his early days. I could. Check. Ace Hanlon should have lasted to the end. Check. All right. Uh, Star Trek Connections. I wonder if we have any here. We should have. Let me, we have just one. Hold on. Let me think. It's, a, it's that old guy, isn't it? The doc guy. No, it's no? not. It's Damn. a. It's a. It's the guy who played uh, Eugene Dredd. He was Dredd. Um, uh, his name is Kevin Conway. <laughs> Kevin Conway in the Next Generation episode, Rightful Heir, mm-hmm. he plays Kaylas. This is an amazing connection. Kaylas, the mythic Klingon warrior king. <laughs> he's, he's that guy. What? Kevin Conway. He's Kaylas? That's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge deal. He's in a ton of good movies. Look at this guy. He gets lots yeah. of He gets work. Look at him. Look at him. Yeah, look at him. Don't take. Don't turn away. <laughs> our only connection which is kind of wild but it's huh. you know it's just a, a movie full of people who work for a different studio you know? oh he just passed away in 2000 of oh he died of covid f you covid 2000 of oh 2020 <laughs> sorry um yeah the year of covid uh, which we're having again apparently all right uh let's see here what else oh soundtrack great i give it a g for great i thought it was great no problems Silver no problems. yeah was good. I felt like Alan Silvestri could have elevated this movie yeah. and didn't. Mm, Me too. Like mm. I like I was thinking like, what if the music from Tombstone was just laid into this movie? <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. Just, I don't know. It didn't. It didn't strike me as anything. The score. He's it. Well, I was, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say it didn't have the same effect on me, which is it didn't have an effect on me, which is <laughs> is like it Ten. didn't like I didn't notice it, right? Like yeah. uh, if it's really good, I notice it, but also if it's really bad, I notice it more. And this one just seemed appropriate. So, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was. It got it got it me good. wondering if I if I like Alan Silvestri scores, right. and of course, I think I like Forrest Gump. Oh, so dude, that, you gotta love the Avengers it. theme he made up. Uh, the yeah, Polar Express good, is really yeah. good. Yeah, he's great. He's uh, let's see, it's another one that's a big deal. Uh, I mean, there's lots of little middling things like Van Helsing and Two Soldiers and Polar. We, or not Polar Express. We recently saw, not recently, a couple of years ago, we saw him with The Abyss, <laughs> mm. and The Abyss I think has a pretty good score. Yeah. So he's not like, yeah, he's been he's at it for a while. Just, Back to the Future. Yeah. Oh man, he's great. Mm. Okay. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> he also, he also I like did when the, Scott gives us a sample. Give me he, a sample of that, would you? I didn't know he did the theme for Chips. That's crazy. 1978. Weird. Oh, really? Oh, so not the not the movie later on. I wish we could. I wish we could do a watch along for Chips. I want to watch Chips. Oh, at some point we'll be able to. At some point that will be streaming and we can do Chips. Oh, hell yeah. I'm sure it is somewhere. It's probably on one of Dunaway's favorite advertising sites. He likes those. <laughs> not before, right? Yeah. Now before we watch the Riptide. Oh yeah, you're gonna demand that. We got to get Riptide in. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Riptide just just uh, just launched. Nice. On a couple of streaming services. Oh really? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Is there a, is there like an ideal episode of Riptide that we need to watch for that? The the pilot episode is so freaking good. It's hard to okay. It's hard okay. to argue with that. I'll do that. I do that. That sounds great. Sets up the robot. Yeah. 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 The big robot. <laughs> oh my gosh. The yeah. Robot. 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 Uh, okay, Mimi. Hey, look, look what this is. It's time for the Twitter post. It's uh, 280 characters of sum up, and it's done by these three chuckleheads. We're going to start this week with Randy. Well, the quick and the dead. There ain't nothing like going to sleep on a bed made of dynamite, just like a Saturday night. Yeah. 
<laughs> we have a sound effect. He on that. sleeps on it so they don't take it. Yep. Yeah. As soon as he gets on the dynamite, they hear. And he, he muffles it. <laughs> uh, let's now move over to Brian Dunaway. Uh, the quick and the dead, like a deck of cards made out of all aces. What? You drew five aces? Wow, that's what I have, too. Hashtag all aces. Hashtag nobody wins. <laughs> nice. I like. I understand why Lance Hendrickson gave it. She, he's like, hey, you want to play cards? And he's he's like, got his deck out, and he goes, they're all aces. And I'm like, well, that'd be the most boring game of anything. Of anything ever, yeah. Ever. Yeah. Uh, I just realized you missed a ton of opportunities for Ibit on a prom date. Everything Ellen says in this movie is like everything. Yeah. Is oh, like, yeah. You need a bath. You need a bath. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good point. I didn't think about that. Well, it's all right. You know, I can't. We can't. That's all right. I liked. I liked uh, the Gene Hackman uh, one you picked. Yeah. Scott. Good choice. Thank I'm glad you, you picked that. One. <laughs> Thank you. You got to work <laughs> with it again. You got to work with a light hand. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Yay! <laughs> Here, here's Brian Ibbett on prom night. Here you go. <laughs> okay, that's him farting. All is. right. Uh, let's move on to Brian. Well, speaking of Brian Ibbett, Brian Ibbett. There you go. The quick and the dead. I liked it okay, but that final twist was red inkulous. Oh, red inkulous. <laughs> inkulous. I let my I let my kid watch it with me, and he didn't he didn't expect that she, he literally oh, said really he literally said, "Oh no, they've just killed the main character before the end of the film." <laughs> like, yeah. like he was just like, "Oh, that is, okay." You know, that is the way that all these things go, right? With these movies where there can only be one person left standing in a situation. Uh, Hunger Games figures out how to keep both Peta and Katniss alive. Uh, um, you don't really get anything like that in Highlander, although <laughs> somehow Sean Connery does come yeah, back. Somehow for he a does sequel. come back. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, that sequel. <laughs> what were they doing? Yeah. I still haven't quite recovered from that one. That was rough. All right. Well, it's uh, now time for our alternative titles. These are just handed to me. Uh, they almost called it the Click and the Bed. Because there was the click, and oh. then she was in that bed. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, almost, uh, it was almost called "Basic in Town Stinks." Oh wow! <laughs> you right. know, like in sure. in stinks. Yay! Yeah. Play some more clips. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we'll we'll, we'll uh, chase that uh, with a thing uh, with emails. We got two of them, and okay. these came to filmsack at gmail We're going to start with one from. A name I didn't write down. Crap. Oh, no, oh, it's no. not here. Shoot. Well, anyway, he knows who he is. Most dangerous game is the subject line. If you guys yes. enjoyed picking oh. at, on or picking at Hemsworth and would like to do it again, check out the most dangerous game. You'll get the welcome presence of Christoph Waltz, which I think you'll appreciate. Lots of material here that you'll enjoy that is streaming on Amazon Prime. Ooh. Well, thank you, anonymous person whose name is not in their email. Um, I, I didn't know there was a Hemsworth-based... Uh, Dangerous game. Didn't know that either. Huh? Yeah, where he's the you know the human the man is, is the, the most dangerous game. Or the hunted. Oh, I don't. I bet he's the hunted, and then Christoph Waltz is the hunter. Yeah, yeah. That's he's it seems like a hunted. This sounds all right, and it's on Prime. We could do that. So maybe slot yeah. that in, or stick it in the list at least, and we'll 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 have a look. See, here's one from Alec. Uh, Sir Alec Guinness, who says, hello there, pulls his hood up, (laughs) says, greetings, Sackers. I was listening to the most recent episode of Film Sack about Empire State, and you had a great conversation about the hetero life mate trope. Um, I was a little surprised that no one mentioned the best example of this trope. It's such a good example that they call themselves hetero life mates. Uh, Here's an example. Hey, I'm Jay, and this is my hetero life partner, Ah. Silent Bob. 
Uh, unquote. As an mm. a tangent, they are also the trope of the wacky sidekicks get a starring role, a la Joey from Friends. Keep on, uh, keep on sacking Alec. There's a hole in the roof, he says in the PS. <laughs> um, there are so many examples yeah. that, like, you could you could read a hundred emails where you forgot blah blah blah. Yeah, like there are so many examples. I mean, Bill this and is Ted is a, that right? I mean, or is it? Sure, not. Dumb and Dumber, All Abbott and Costello, Abbott and Costello. Yeah, are, are heterosexual life partners. Sure. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Wayne's World, all that stuff. I I love it. I love it when they come together in the film, like uh, in Pineapple Express. Like the, these people basically don't know each other at the beginning of Pineapple Express, and by the end of the movie, they are straight up hetero. Uh, they're life inseparable. Partners. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, uh, uh, you mentioned me, Shawshank Redemption earlier. Yeah. Andy and Red. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I would give. Uh, I'm going to say the ultimate hetero life partners are Beavis and Butthead. I'm just going to put that <laughs> Good call. Because they're never leaving each other, ever. No, no. But they're definitely very, very, very straight. Oh, yeah. No, they're going to score, finally, with somebody that's a girl. <laughs> but they're never going to, it'll never be each other. So, good job, Beavis and, and or Butthead. By the way, that I don't, I've said it on TMS. I'll say it again here. I thought that Beavis and Butthead do the universe is actually really great and people should watch it. Mm-hmm. If you like Beavis and Butthead, you'll love it. It's right up your alley. And they're doing a new series. I can't wait. I'm stoked. I didn't even know that was happening. But Paramount Plus is getting like a whole new, it was like straight up season of Beavis and Butt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? What occurs to me is that a bunch of the like '80s teenage movies are like that. Like the two characters in Weird Science, mm-hmm. right? Oh, like yeah. they're very right. close. Sure. They're very mm-hmm. close. Very close. <laughs> very. very. Maybe a little too close. <laughs> Chewy and uh, Han. Oh wait, I don't know if that works. Mm. Maybe not. Maybe it does. Not anymore. Not anymore. It doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's uh, get to this here thing. I'm going to read you guys. By the way, filmstack at gmail.com is the email address. Please keep those coming. We love them. Thank you, Alec and guy whose name I didn't get. Um, Real quick here. I want to thank some brand new patrons who have joined the show. If you're like, man, how do I find links to that Patreon? Well, Scott Fletcher could tell you. Filmsack.com. That's right. As well as Patreon.com slash Filmsack. Here are our most recent additions. Winchester Reload. Perfect for today's episode. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shania, Monbo, Danielle, Sergio, Justine McDonald, and Brainbow Bright. We know that name. Oh, yeah. Have all joined the podcast as patrons since we last spoke. And you guys are amazing. We love all of you. And we love that we're able to give you guys extra content you weren't ever getting before. And if you'd like to understand what that stuff might be or why everyone's excited about it, go check it out. Patreon.com slash film sack. Yeah, I love the I've been listening back to our episode. I like the episodes without the ads like no, it's, it's great strange. no ads ever you never have to do that you also get bonus pre-show content every week that you don't get mm-hmm. anywhere else you also get a monthly bonus uh show from one of us every month you also get artwork in the mail uh, that are all about movies that we do and stuff it's great it's there's too yeah. many reasons to not or there's too many reasons to do it and not enough reasons not to so go check it out patreon.com slash film all right, let's get to uh, our next movie. What, Randy, what are we doing next week? What We're watching the Transporter Two. Oh, two. Has it been long enough? Not you feel enough like we've Transporter. Have we have we rinsed the taste of our of our mouths of the first one, and now we're good to go? I guess. I think we're going to find out. I uh, I think about that a lot. Like, am I? You know, like, I, am I right to pack in all three movies into our hot action movie summer? Mm-hmm. I yes. don't know. 
Yeah. The, the deal you, was one. The yeah, deal was yeah, only yeah. one of these, and you changed the deal. And the deal was the deal. pray he doesn't like, change it further. <laughs> like when we were when we were initially scheduling out the summer, I was like, okay, I'm going to put Transporter One on Memorial Day and Transporter Three on Labor Day. I'm going to put this thing in the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and here we are, and it's just like I don't know. Maybe it's too much. I, I had know. a family member yeah. the other day asked me why we've never done Episode Four of Star Wars. I don't have a good answer. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what to say about. That's a good it. question. Oh, wow. I, I mean, too, too highly revered. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it'd be fun to do. It'd be at least fun to watch a, do like a watch along with you guys. I mean, it, part but, of uh, what we do here is we we unearth things that maybe are less known. Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes they're well known, but well not well explored or or whatever. But or well Star Wars, or, yeah, everyone knows Star Wars up and down. And I'm not yeah. I'm not opposed to it. Like we sacked Star Wars Episode Seven. We did. Oh but yeah. At that point, we reviewed at that point, it. We, that weekend, no one had yeah. seen it. It just came out. Yeah, so we yeah. all watched it and immediately sacked it. I feel yeah. like we could do a prequel. A, lo- a prequel would be a lot easier to. Well, but the thing is, the like, yeah. uh, the, the answer to the question, why haven't we done episode one is it's been so maligned. So like publicly discussed. Yeah. I wouldn't right? do, I would do three uh, over one. I think three would be the, or, or even two would be the more sackable one, just because. Yeah, I think two would be the best. One has been beaten. It's a dead horse. Yeah, two is really yeah. bad, almost worse. But it's not. By then, our expectations were set, right? Can I? By the way, uh, I wanted to bring this up before we left the show because I think somebody might write in and tell us about it. But the most dangerous game. Uh, we were talking about that a yeah. second ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, should we watch the version that's got Tom Berenger, Bruce Dern, Judd Nelson, and Casper Van Dien? Yes. <laughs> Would you guys like to take a, a guess at what year that came out? Uh, twenty. No, no. Like Tom Berenger, Bruce Dern, Judd Nelson, Casper Van Dyne. Twenty nineteen. Ninety three. Uh, it is coming out one month from now. Yeah. Uh, what? August. August fifth, twenty twenty two. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, look at Casper Van Dien up in the top there. My gosh, what is this yeah. even going to be? Wow, yeah. Bruce Dern, to Bruce Dern, Tom Berenger, John Nelson, and Casper Van Dien. They can't. They Sign can't call up. it that. They can't call it that. Like there was just a Liam Hemsworth movie called Most Dangerous. <laughs> well, Game. there was one. In, there, there's one in 1932 as well. Like this is just normal, yeah. they, and everyone loves. It. There isn't there one with yeah. the Ice T where he's on the run. What's that one? Yes. Uh, but is it called that or is it called something else? I don't know. I'm looking. But um, it's the same story. Surviving the game? No. That's, I think that's, is that's that it? it. Surviving the game? I think that's it. That sounds right. Uh, yep, that's it. Because it's got, uh, yeah. uh, uh, what's his name? Rudger Hauer, Gary Busey. We need to watch yes, that that's shit. That's the one I remember. Yeah. Yeah, we got to watch that, dude. Yeah. Oh, look at this I, cast. I, Charles S. Dutton, Rudger Hauer, Ice-T, Gary Busey, John C. McGinley, uh oh wow uh well uh f murray abraham i always say that f, f. Murray, murray abraham, abraham. yeah <laughs> whole bunch of oh see that's the one we gotta track down yeah yeah for sure let's do that surviving the Tell game it. all right i'm getting all excited I just, and i want to i want to once again say to the universe i know you're gonna get tired of this but would you please universe just give me another season of mind hunter please yeah, oh, yeah. rumor I rumor start- is they're doing they're rumor gonna is, yeah yeah they're going to really? do it. Yeah, oh, we're going to get some good. Bill Tench closure, man. We uh, should. You know what? We should KFC do KFC a- Killer. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. I can't remember what his name was. I can't either. K- K- M- M- KTC. MDK. There you go. PYC. The BTS Killer. BTS. Yeah. Killed the whole band. 
buried yeah. him in his basement. Oh man, the BLT <laughs> killer. Yep. You know what? We should just we should do a bonus episode of Film Sack where we just sort of run through the first two seasons of Mindhunter. Like I just like it's so interesting and it's oh, entertaining. Like I just want to. It's a fantastic thing. I don't know why David. Well, I know why David Fincher fell off. He had some big, huge, hairy commitment, and then I can't remember what even that was. But I think it he's, must be. He's got it a must taste be really hard product. to make a show like that. Like it must take a lot out of you. Oh, I imagine right. Got to be. But he's so like you know like, like we were talking the other day, executive producer over all that, uh, uh, love, death, and robot stuff, and uh, let's see, uh, Lang is that the one he left everything for and had to work on? I can't remember. But there was something he was. Was it Lang? He's in pre-production on Lang. What is Lang? Shit. Drama about the life story of photojournalist Dorothy Lang, who documented the plight of Margaret. Blah blah blah. There was some movie that got in the way, and it was like, "I'm David Fincher, and I'm going to do what I want to do." And he stopped. Oh, working on it. right, 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 right. Yeah. What was it? Uh, I think it may have been that. I'm not sure. But one way or the other, if he's serious about coming back, that's my most anticipated thing. I absolutely love that series. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, Although I could go for more love, death, and robots, but anyway, and it's it's well, weird. You know, how, you're getting you know you're getting more of that. That's, I hope so. I hope that yeah. never ends. Oh my gosh, I was so ins- these last couple seasons so inspiring really? for me. Oh, I can't wait to watch season three. Then, I'm, yeah, I'm, I loved it. Yeah, damn, cool. I ended up buying it's, books and short stories from it that I because I'd never heard of these oh, authors, wow. and I was like, I deep dived on some of these so hard that now I'm like obsessed with these these writers. I want them to make more stories. That's so good. Anyway. That's it for that. Uh, quick note, filmsack.com will get you everywhere you need to be. And like I mentioned, patreon.com slash filmsack as well. You can also send those emails, filmsack at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter at filmsack. There's a bunch of other shows on frogpants.com too as well. So go check those out. You'll hear these chuckleheads on various things we do. No, that's uh, right. <laughs> I've called you chuckleheads twice today. If I do it three <laughs> times, bees come out of your mouth. Yeah, so I got to be careful. <laughs> Anyway, that'll do it for us. Thank you all for listening. For me, for Brian, yeah. for Brian, and for Randy. Someone give me a bullet. Ooh. <laughs> I'll see you next Landmines time. Landmines got you. Oh, I, I was wrong. Here you go. This instead. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.